The following program is paid for and presented by John DeMassey. The opinions expressed are not those of Town Square Media or station advertisers. WPG Talk Radio 95.5 presents Talk with a Purpose. Join the conversation by calling 609-407-1450. Now, the host of Talk with a Purpose, John DeMassey. Did you notice something this week at the, the talk about global warming? Because we had the intense heat for a couple of days. But nobody talked about the fact that the water is cold. So, wait a minute. Which part is global warming and which part is not global warming? It's like the media had a field day with that this week, as they do with a lot of other things that we talk about. Good to have you with us here on the show. It's Talk With a Purpose every Saturday, 9 till noon, WPG Talk Radio 95.5. And I'm John DeMassey. It's always a pleasure to have your company. Look forward to our get-togethers here on Saturday morning, every Saturday from 9 till noon. And as always, 609-407-1450. Uh, a lot to talk about today here on the show. There's plenty of topics on the table. Uh, yeah, I'm going to talk about my good friend, and I know I'm going to get teased by a lot of the callers. Oh, DeSantis headquarters. <laughs> yeah, we're going to talk about our, our favorite governor of Florida, Ron DeSantis. Uh, Brittany Griner, uh, Brittany Griner is in the news. We're going to talk about her, uh, talk about a couple of other things as well. And as always, what you want to talk about is certainly important as well. 609-407-1450. Before I get into what I want to talk about to begin the show, I wanted to share something with you. And this is really uh, a part of it is why I do certain segments of the show that I do. And a lot of it has to do with, uh, you know, some experiences that I've had in the past particularly a very good friend many years ago uh, did himself in with a drug overdose. And I had a, a really good friend this week pass away. And it wasn't drugs, it was alcohol. And we do this series here called Fighting the Opioid Addiction, which, by the way, today we're doing with Pete Vernig, who is the vice president of mental health services for Recovery Centers of America. And, and we do this series for a reason, because hopefully, hopefully, we reach somebody who is in the throes of addiction, whether it's drugs or alcohol, and maybe, just maybe, we can get them to right their ship, so to speak. And we've had many people here on the show, we've talked this issue about, and we've had hundreds of people that we've talked about who have recovered and the sad thing is this week, I got a phone call on Wednesday and uh, one of my good friends who actually, you know, people come into your life and you formulate your experiences based on people coming into your life. And this particular gentleman was a financial planner, much like Joe Yakovich, and convinced me many years ago, you know, you should do a talk show. And I had never done talk radio. I was, a, as they say, a radio personality disc jockey and also was involved in sales and advertising and, and running a radio station. So I was busy with a career. And I'm like, what, talk show? What, what, why, why would I do a talk show? <laughs> so this particular individual uh, was the first person I did a talk show with. We were very, very successful. And we stayed friends over the years. And he would stream this particular show or the financial show or any other show that I did. And would always comment to me and so on and so forth. 
And the funny thing is, with all of the things that he heard and all of the things that him and I talked about, he never listened. He just never listened. He had a multitude of health problems. And and he complicated that by being an alcoholic. And I told him point blank, you're an alcoholic. And Recovery Centers of America was willing to help him. They said, listen, he can come to our Boston facility because he lived in New England. Wouldn't do it. Wouldn't do it. I said, well, you can go outpatient. Nah, I'll think about it. Well, you know what think about means. No. Well, guess what? He paid the ultimate price the other day. He passed away at the age of 60. And I tell you this story because maybe you have someone in your life that you know that's in this kind of situation. My friend paid the ultimate price. And it was sad, but it was also stupid. Because it didn't have to be. There's no reason in this day and age, and and we'll talk about it in our 11 o'clock hour, you've got Recovery Centers of America, and you've got hundreds of places you can go to get help. But he didn't want to do it. Because he had some kind of a a psychological block that said, "I, I can't stop drinking, I can't stop drinking. And as many times as I would even tease him, I said, listen, why don't I plan your funeral? And you want to know, you want to know the ironic thing about that? I helped plan his funeral the other day. So my point to you, and I'm not trying to bring you down on this particular show because we have plenty to talk about today and we already have calls to get to. But I tell you this because if you can reach somebody and maybe share this story, that it doesn't have to be. And it doesn't have to end this way because there's too much out there and there's too much help. And listen, this is only one go around for us. This is only one life that all of us have. And we might as well take advantage of it and try to live as long as we can and as healthy as we can. And that's my message. Talk with the Purpose is the show, Saturdays 9 till noon, WPG, Talk Radio 95.5. And I'm John DeMassey. I want to talk to, uh, I want to talk to you about my favorite governor. <laughs> you should have seen, uh, Kevin sent me some of the comments on Twitter. I'm not on Twitter about Ron DeSantis. And actually, uh, as I just mentioned to you, I was a little bit involved this week with a situation. Uh, someone texted me and said, uh, get this story about Governor Ron DeSantis. And here it turns out that Governor DeSantis removed the Hillsborough County, Florida state attorney. And his name is Andrew Warren. For those of you who may not know, Hillsborough County is the Tampa Bay area. And uh, as the governor stated... Our government is a government of laws, not a government of men. According to the story, Governor DeSantis said that this Andrew Warren had put himself publicly above the law by signing letters saying he would not enforce laws prohibiting gender-affirming care for minor or laws limiting abortion. And as you know, Governor DeSantis was talking about or passed that bill where it was they said don't say gay but it wasn't gay it was about not teaching gender orientation to kids in kindergarten through third grade that's what the bill was about so under a clause in the state constitution and we don't know florida's state constitution but desantis can fire the guy and that's what he did now, all of the social media stuff that I told you somebody sent me, oh, uh, he, he, this guy's a Democrat, 
and he's been critical of Governor DeSantis. He called the 2021 anti-riot legislation uh, that DeSantis championed a solution in search of a problem. Does that sound like a Democrat or what? A solution in search of a problem. Uh, So this Andrew Warren, who got fired, also questioned the need for an election security force that DeSantis helped create. So they escorted Andrew Warren out of office on Thursday. And then at a news conference later, he said, I'm still the duly elected state attorney for Hillsborough County. And he said it was not his last act. But he got escorted out. He said that the governor's criticisms were pure conjecture and lies and alluded to the fact that DeSantis is having presidential ambitions. Now, we've talked about that here on the show. We have definitely talked about it. And you know I've said that. Now, there's a couple of follow-ups to this. I'm sure there's going to be an appeal. But under Florida law, the Florida Senate must decide whether to reinstate Warren or remove him completely. They've got to send out a notice of a hearing. Uh, so th- that may happen. We don't know. But as Governor DeSantis said, it all came back to this area here. In the 13th Judicial Circuit in Hillsborough County, the response that we got, this is the governor talking, was there was a lot of frustration on the part of law enforcement for criminals being let go and crimes not being prosecuted. So here what we find out really, as, as I read into this, that, that this, this guy was another one of these liberal uh, state attorneys uh, let him go, you know, no, no sentencing, uh, let him out of jail. You know, all of this stuff that we hear about the, the guy in Philadelphia and the guy in New York and all this. So this is the nonsense. And again, a conservative, tough governor like Ron DeSantis comes in, some comes into play and says, hey, listen, no more of this. And all the people say, oh, how could he do that? You should have seen. When I tell you the social media text that was sent to me from other people was ridiculous, completely ridiculous. The worst governor in the history of the world. Really? Why? Because he fired a prosecutor who wouldn't prosecute? Is that ridiculous or what? And then the social media, uh, uh, wonderful people, uh, oh, uh, DeSantis fires people he doesn't like. Oh, he went after Disney World because he said, you have your own government, you have your own situation, and you're criticizing me about a bill that you have nothing to do with? And so he took that right away from him. And that's as it should be. And and the people that own the uh, the Tampa Bay Rays, uh, the, the one county, they were going to build a new stadium, a new facility. Uh, they were going to get $30 million. He said, listen, you're critical of my policies. Now you want $30 million? Forget it. And he's right. So, oh, he's just like Trump. Oh, that was the other thing. He's just like Trump. No, he's not just like Trump. These decisions are made with thought, and there's a reason, and he explains the reason. You can't have a prosecutor doing what he wants, just because he wants to do that, just because he doesn't want to prosecute criminals, he thinks they're not criminals. Well, guess what? According to the law, they are. 
So, so do you see the, the, the double standard here of, well, oh, he's just like Trump. He's just like Trump. He, he don't like people. He fires them. <laughs> just, what's wrong with, like, being a boss and saying, look, this is the way we do things. And then you say to the boss, I mean, let's face it here. If, if, if the boss tells us this is how you do things. And if we say, well, we're not going to do it. Well, guess what? <laughs> not going to be here anymore. OK. And that's kind of normal. Ron DeSantis, future president of the United States. You mark my words. 609-407-1450. That's our number. It is Talk with a Purpose. Saturdays, 9 till noon, WPG Talk Radio 95.5. And I'm John DeMassey. Let's uh, bring in, uh, you know, I, I love bringing in Seth because he always has some good things to say. Seth Grossman, Liberty and Prosperity. Seth, good morning. Welcome to Talk with a Purpose. Well, thank you. Maybe we ought to have Ron DeSantis look at the Atlantic County prosecutor. Yes, absolutely. Because, uh, let, let's say uh, uh, two years ago, remember, we had a guy called Steve Young. Yes. And he and six others uh, walked uh, to block traffic on the expressway leading into Atlantic City. Yes. Fourth of July weekend, threatening to strangle the town, and right. he was arrested. Yes, good. But, and and then the charges were sent up to the prosecutor. But what happened? Nothing. Uh, did anybody get convicted or plead guilty? And, no. And then we had, uh, I think, about uh, the stores were looted uh, two years ago, and windows were broken, and people were fighting with police, and uh, windows were broken, and the Atlantic City Police did a heroic job of going through the video, interviewing witnesses, uh, painstakingly identifying 95 people and charging them with uh, various uh, you know, rioting, looting, theft. All these charges went up to the Atlantic County Prosecutor's Office. Uh, what happened? Did uh, anybody plead guilty? Was anybody charged? Was anybody found guilty? Did any orders come down from Governor Murphy to allow this? Um, so maybe... Uh, what Ron DeSantis, he may, he's probably really onto something, and I, I hope this uh, sets a precedent that will uh, have us start looking at what's going on in New Jersey. Right. I, I agree. I agree. You know, but, it's, but, but then, it's it's ridiculous, but go ahead. But back to libertyandprosperity.com, of course, the, the key to our organization is these breakfast discussions where people get together and talk about these issues. Uh, we model ourselves after Benjamin Franklin, who said that's the key to getting smart. Two things he said, or actually three things. He said, first, you have to read books. Two, you have to think about things. And three, you have to discuss what you're reading about and what you're thinking about with other people to test your ideas. And, and that's what libertyandprosperity.com uh, tries to do. And we're bringing that feature to our breakfast discussion. So we, we have a library uh, at our office in Summers Point that hardly anyone ever uses. So now every Saturday morning, we not only have our breakfast discussions, but we also bring about uh, two or three, uh, two, uh, one or two dozen books. Uh, so people could read them. It's the honor system. You, you don't even have to stick around for the conversation. Take the book, take it home, come back next week or the week after and, and talk about what you've read. So we're trying to add reading as well as discussion to our program. And also... Uh, we have a guy called Brian Fitzherbert, um, who I ran against him for in the Republican primary for uh, Congress four years ago. He's now 33 years old, uh, just got married, has has a kid. So I think by Brian Fitzherbert being a regular part of our group now, 
uh, he brought the average age you know down about 20 years so uh, <laughs> it, it's good to have youthful discussions but uh, probably the most newsworthy thing that li- liberty and prosperity has done is yesterday uh, we we argued that uh, casino tax break case in front of judge blee and uh, two important things uh, happened yesterday a- as you know that Atlanta County brought a lawsuit against these tax breaks for the casinos. And uh, that's been in the headlines of the paper, you know, for the past six months. And, of course, Liberty and Prosperity also brought a lawsuit. But we've been like the Rodney Dangerfield. Uh, We don't get no respect. We haven't even been mentioned by the press of Atlantic City um, at, at all. And yet two events happened yesterday that really changed everything. Number one, the county lawsuit ran into trouble. Uh, And uh, although the county seems to be winning round after round, uh, the front page uh, of today's paper mentions that the appeals court uh, has basically stayed that victory of the county. The state was supposed to turn over $2.6 million of of, of extra uh, casino tax money to the county, but the appeals court stayed it. And, and that goes to the fundamental difference between the county lawsuit and our lawsuit. Uh, the county said, well, four years ago, the state promised we would get a certain amount of money, and then the state broke its promise. It's not paying us the money. Uh, we want our money. But the problem the county has is the reason the state's not paying the money is that they changed the rules. They said that the casinos don't have to pay taxes uh, or local taxes on their sports betting or their online gambling. So, uh, you know, so they're, they're, there's no money. So where's the money supposed to come from? And that's the problem the county ran into yesterday. Meanwhile, uh, our lawsuit has taken a completely different approach. We're saying the whole system of taxing the casinos uh, by their income instead of by their uh, property value uh, is unconstitutional and needs to get thrown out. But we also said that uh, four years ago, we agreed to a settlement where we said, well, as long as the casinos are paying their online gambling and their sports betting, we will try this 10-year experience or, or experiment and we'll, you know, we'll uh, go along with it. And we made that deal. So that's the case that we argued to Judge Blee yesterday. And he seemed, from the questions he was asking, seemed to be uh, interested in our argument. And even though the press of Atlantic City has not said a word about our lawsuit, a uh, national uh, law reporting service called Law 360 reported our case in great detail in its online uh, service to its customers. So uh, what's going to happen? I don't know, but at least liberty and prosperity is finally getting some respect with that lawsuit. You seem to have uh, optimism about this. Uh, what was your gut telling you after you left the court yesterday? Do you think the, it's it's going to come to fruition? What, well, you never know because when judges are asking questions, you never know what they're going to do. But from the questions that Judge Blee was asking, it seems he was really troubled by the, the state changing this deal in the middle of a 10-year plan. Because remember, the reason a 10-year plan was important is because when Governor Christie took over this, you know, Atlantic City finances, 
he completely ignored the local budget law. Uh, he completely uh, for, ignored the economic reality of the uh, crash of uh, 2007, 2008, the, you know, the, the subprime mortgage bubble plus casinos in Pennsylvania. So the city kept spending money like we were in boom times when there was an economic reality. So Christie put the city $400 million in debt. And basically, it's going to take the city 10 years to pay off most of that debt. And we're sort of halfway through it now. We paid off half the debt. There's another five years to go for most of it. And and so we need that online gambling. We need that sports betting money to do that. And and I think that Judge Blee, from the questions he was asking, he's like looking for a legal reason to support what we were asking for. So I, I left the courtroom encouraged by that. Well, that's good. I, I mean, because I agree with you. I don't know how they can get away with this. I mean, this is clearly changing the rules in the middle of the game. And and I just hope that you're successful with your lawsuit. Uh, well, 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 thank you. And the other uh, important event we have uh, coming up September 4th, even though it's August now, uh, our uh, organization remembers Richard Summers, the hero from Summers Point. But there's so many elements to that story that we're not only celebrating and remembering Richard Summers, but we want to remember the America that produced Richard Summers. So uh, I, I hope everyone will mark their calendar. It's Labor Day weekend, September 4th, the day that Richard Summers was killed in Tripoli in America's first war against jihad. So at 3 o'clock in the afternoon, we, we meet at his statue and the mural they have in Summers Point, right across from Charlie's Bar, right next to the library. Uh, but mark your calendar. There'll be more details coming out. But here's some things about that Richard Summers America that, that they, they don't teach anymore. Uh, back then, in the 1700s, 1800s, it was normal for American boys and girls to master reading, writing, basic history, and literature by age 16. It was also normal uh, for boys and girls to learn a useful trade and be self-sufficient by age 18. And it was normal for a boy to get married and have kids in his 20s only when he was established in his trade and able to support a family. Um, the other thing that's interesting, uh, there, there are all these uh, reports from our local history uh, and American history that, uh, that travelers from Europe would come to America. Uh, a guy called de Tocqueville came to America, and he's going from farmhouse to farmhouse in New England. And he's meeting the farmers, and they're prosperous, and they're educated, and they play musical instruments, and you know they they're talking about books they read, and they're comfortable. And and the Tocqueville says, "Well, that's very good. Uh, I'm going from farmhouse to farmhouse in New England, um, but where do the peasants live?" You know, he said, "I'm meeting the, the the rich people," and and he was shocked to find out that these were the peasants. Ordinary American farmers had a lifestyle that only the nobility in, in Europe uh, uh, could enjoy. Uh, another thing that um, we're always taught about how horrible uh, America was to women, but the uh, Tocqueville also observed that in America it was normal for an unescorted woman to travel anywhere in the country she wanted to uh, without being molested, without being harassed. And he found that remarkable because nobody else, nowhere else in the world could that happen. And, and the final observation that was made by travelers in those days was that the slave states were shabbier and much more poor 
and, and just not as pleasant as the states that did not have slaves. So for those who say that America was built on slavery, if you actually read the history, you see it's just not true. So um, those are the, these are the things we do at Liberty and Prosperity that you know we should be doing in our schools. They should be doing in our colleges. Should be you know movies and plays about that, but it's not. Uh, that, that's something we have to do, and we're hoping that by doing this, we're making people aware to insist that this stuff be taught in our schools again. So that's uh, what we do every Saturday morning. And and you're headed there. If in fact, uh, if you go now, you you might be on time. What do you think? I, I could be, but <laughs> but, I, but I just have to say just one. Can I, can I say just one more thing? Yes, yeah, sure. My sure. Sure. Uh, all right. One of the things that we we, we talk about uh, often, and, and and this triggered me. Um, last week, I saw a movie, 1973 movie, uh, with Barbara Streisand and Robert Redford called The Way We Were. Yes. And, uh, great, great movie. You know, it, it, great movie. Great movie. But looking back where we are now, uh, you could see how our culture started to get off the rails back then. Because Barbara Streisand portrays a young communist as a student in New York and as a writer in Hollywood in the 1950s. And she's portrayed as sympathetic, idealistic. And her husband, Robert Redford, uh, is shown as just selling out. Uh, so he could uh, write screenplays and become successful in holiday in, in Hollywood, but but the thing is uh, this romanticizing of communism. Uh, the, the fact, but if if you go through history, you'll see that the communists were exactly the same as the Nazis, as Adolf Hitler, uh, Vladimir Lenin, Joseph Stalin, and Chairman Mao were as brutal as evil. They killed just as many people. Uh, as the Nazis did. And it's a, there's a very simple reason why. Because socialism is based on the idea that if you don't have what you want, if you're unhappy, you blame your problems on people who are more successful than you, and you justify taking what they have and giving it to you. Yes. So socialism is just where we vote for Democrats, they put you know tax the rich, they give the money to you. That's socialism. That's a mild version of it. But with communism, you just have the government you know, round up and arrest and kill the people, the landlords, the business owners, the people who are, who are wealthy, and, and give it to you. And, and all that the national socialist, and of course Nazi is, is an abbreviation for national social, uh, national socialist, you, you don't have to kill all the rich people. You just kill the Jews and take their stuff. So it's all related, but yet it's unthinkable to see a movie like The Way We Were, where Barbara Streisand being a young Nazi, you know, you just couldn't have a, a, a play like that because for some reason communists are acceptable in our culture and Nazis justifiably are, are, are evil, even though the communists are just as evil. And just one other example of that, remember the Tropicana Casino? They used to ha have in the quarter, they have their Havana-themed uh, mall. Yes. And they had a statue of Vladimir Lenin, you know, a mass-murdering communist. Did you picture if they had like a German beer hall with a statue of Adolf Hitler there? Oh, jeez. I, I mean, uh, it's unthinkable right. for one, but it's acceptable in the other. And, and the final thing that, that sort of triggered me, if you go to many, many shops in Atlantic City, uh, you'll see there's a free newspaper put out by the Eastern Service Workers Association. And basically, 
that's a cult-like group uh, that actually is a um, it's like a front for a, a group that actually calls it the Provisional Communist Party of America. It, it's a it's a convoluted thing. We don't have time to talk about it here, but we'll talk about it at our our meeting. But the fact that it's a whole organization dedicated to finding people who are unhappy, who are miserable, and if it were Benjamin Franklin reaching these people, he'd say, "Sure, you know, read a book, get educated, learn a trade, get up early, you know, dress better, and you will be successful." But what these agitators do, they go around to unhappy people, you're miserable, you're a failure, it's not your fault, it's because rich people are exploiting you, and you have to overthrow the American system. And that's basically what the Eastern Service Workers Association is doing next time you see one of their free handouts at a local store. Now I am late, so yes, I am libertyandprosperity.com. <laughs> Have a great week. All right, Seth, Seth, thank you. Yeah, he, listen, he doesn't. he's not happy if he's not late, okay? Seth Grossman, libertyandprosperity.com. The meeting happening right now. Sal's Coal Fire Pizza on New Road in Summers Point. It is Talk With a Purpose, Saturdays 9 till noon, WPG, Talk Radio 95.5. And I'm John DeMassey. Matt, Bob, and Craig in that order, and maybe you. At 609-407-1450, your calls, more talk with a purpose after these words. If you're interested in driving one of the finest automobiles on the market today, then you'll want to check out all of the fabulous new and pre-owned Lexus at Lexus of Atlantic City. Lexus of Atlantic City, 3169 Fire Road and EHT. Driving a Lexus is like no other vehicle on the market. Test drive one for yourself at Lexus of Atlantic City. Whether it's new or pre-owned, you'll be more than satisfied. In fact, Lexus is consistently number one when it comes to customer satisfaction. Visit Lexus of Atlantic City, 3169 Fire Road and EHT. Or you can check Check out their outstanding selection of new, pre-owned, and L-certified pre-owned vehicles on their website, LexusofAtlanticCity.com. That's LexusofAtlanticCity.com. Or, if you want more information, call 609-641-0008. Lexus of Atlantic City, now celebrating their 26th year in the area. A dealership that you'll enjoy. No pressure, no gimmicks, no hassle, no hype. Lexus of Atlantic City, 3169 Fire Road and EHT. And remember, always online at LexusofAtlanticCity.com. We are in a mental health crisis. Drug overdoses, suicides, and alcohol-related deaths are skyrocketing. If you're struggling with alcohol or drugs, call Recovery Centers of America right now at 1-888-RECOVERY, and our team will answer immediately, talk to you about your struggles, and figure out the best course of treatment to get you better. Because we want you in recovery for life. While in treatment at one of our outstanding facilities located near you, you will benefit from specialized programs, 24-hour medical care, master's level clinicians, and experienced supportive staff. If outpatient treatment is right for you, our full spectrum of care is available either in person or virtually. And because we know that addiction impacts families as well, we offer support groups, family therapy, and webinars. Every day, thousands of patients get treated at Recovery Centers of America and go on to live happy and meaningful lives. Don't wait. We answer the phone and admit patients 24-7, including on weekends and holidays. So call 1-888-RECOVERY today that's one eight 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 recovery and we're back here on talk with a purpose again 609-407-1450 let's get started he's in the right place where he always is leading off for talk with a purpose the one and only matt in ac matt good morning welcome to talk with a purpose coach massey good morning to you sir how are you good good how you doing matt all right two things Two topics real quick, then I hang up and listen to the rest of the callers. Um, 
One's funny, one is serious. I'll start with the funny one. There's a a website, a podcast, something online, and my neighbor across the street, she's a far-right conservative-leaning Trump conservative, and she hollers out to me, Matt, come look at this. And there's a site called Newsbusters, okay? Yeah. And they lean right. They definitely lean right. And it's a panel of, like, five reporters, okay? It's like a webcast. And this guy, Kevin, I apologize, I don't remember his last name, but this guy, Kevin, came up with a line that knocked me on my feet. He goes, how come, I get a question for the panel, he says, how come the two most miserable women on the face of this planet are named Joy and Whoopee? <laughs> <laughs> that's a good one that is a good one you know <laughs> they they are miserable yeah, trust me they are miserable yes and they look miserable joy too. and whoopee oh jeez and like you said like you said earlier life's so short how can you walk through a life like that john being yeah. miserable everything's always a problem everything's an issue okay yes, yes. I think if they smiled, their faces would crack. I think you're right. Word of goodness. I think you're right. Yeah, I, I agree with that. What's your other point? All right, real quick, this Brittany Griner. Yeah. All right? Yeah. I'm sitting right on the top of the fence on this one, and I'll tell you why. All right. First of all, first of all, um, she had a tiny little tin of cannabis oil with her. Okay? Yes, yeah. No big deal, but nine and a half years for that? Yeah, Nine you, and a half years for that. You're right. That's ex that's excessive. Uh, no, I agree with you there. That's excessive. Yes. Well, it became political. You know, here's why. Because uh, we're holding a uh, international arms dealer, bomb dealer. He's doing a 25-year sentence here in the United States. Yeah. And Russia wants him back. So they're snatching up all the people they can from America for a bargaining chip. Right. So what? This is why I'm on the fence. What Brittany Griner did was put this country in a very bad spot. Yes. Okay. Yes. Because now we got to trade this international arms dealer back for her and that that Peter Helm, who's a State Department guy that yeah. they're holding to. Yeah. And, and that's a dangerous person. We got to get back. And they want him back dead. Okay. So she really did a bad thing here. Yes, I know. Now, I want American citizen. I want American citizens home. Okay, John. Yeah, but I mean, she really, really did a bad thing here. Yes, when yes, you're she in a did. Foreign country. Yes, she did. When you're when you're in a foreign country, you, you don't bring cannabis oil with you. Come on, man. I mean, this is not America. You, if you think this country's bad, go travel abroad. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Let me tell you something. I was in Mexico many years ago, and I was with oh. a couple of friends, and my friend had rented a car. And we're sitting in the car, and we're driving somewhere. And, you know, their their standards, their systems, are they, they don't have any. So somehow or another, it was confusing, and my friend thought he had a green light, but it wasn't. So he went through. Well, here comes a cop stopping him, and he sees it's an American, an American family. It was my friend, and, and, and I had a, a friend with me, and he had his wife, and, and so they, they stopped us. Fortunately, my friend's wife spoke Spanish, 
and was explaining to her what we right. were doing, and we 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 kind of got talked out of talked our way out of a ticket, but. <laughs> The guy was going to take us to the police station for going through a red light because they saw we were Americans. But you're right. Over there, there's no rules. They see Americans. It's fair game, you know. But my point, Matt, about her was two things. Number one, they had a 42-second moment of silence for her the other night before her team's WNBA game. All right? And then she stated, she doesn't stand for the national anthem, and she stated at one time, I don't think we should ever play the national anthem before any of our games. So double standard. Yeah, I know. D- double standard. Oh, I, I, the United States, I'll forget. Now all of a sudden, you want our help because you're locked up for nine and a half years. So you're right. She did a bad thing, and she said a lot of bad things. And and, and I have no sympathy yeah. for her, to be honest with you. I mean, if, yeah. if I was in that game the other night and the, they said moment of silence, I would have started screaming, traitor, traitor, you know, and I'm sure I would have got thrown out of the, the, the arena. But you understand my point. You want it both ways, yeah. you know. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. I, I, listen, I'm a, I, I can't believe you mentioned your Mexico story because I went to San Diego State University. And I lived 18 miles from Tijuana. Mm-hmm. And we went down there one time, and, and and I lived with a couple upperclassmen when I was a freshman. And we were, we, he said, don't ever drive your car into Tijuana. Yeah, that's right. Because you you, you leave it on the American side, and you walk in if you're going to go. Because that's right. That's right. At any rate, a cop, a cop pulled us over. He said we were speeding. John, we were going four miles an hour. Right? <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I believe that. He said, "He said your fine is three hundred dollars." My buddy Ray, who knew his way around the land, he said, "I don't have any money." He goes, "All right, you follow me to the police station." He goes two blocks, stops the car, gets out. Your fine's one hundred and fifty dollars. He goes, Ray says, "I told you. I already told you. I don't have any money." He goes, all right, follow me to the police station. One more block, he pulls over, all right, your fine's $25. We paid him and left. <laughs> yeah. Hey, good, good, good story, Matt. Thank you for the call. Unfortunately, we got, uh, we're, we're way behind and we got to move on. But yeah, that, listen, be careful if you're traveling overseas. You know, it's, it's, it's tough. Talk with a purpose is the show, Saturdays, nine till noon, WPG. Talk Radio 95.5, and I'm John DeMassey, 609-407-1450. Bob, Craig, and Andy in that order after the break. Yes, we will get to all of you before the top of the hour. And, of course, we have open forum at our 10 o'clock hour as well. 609-407-1450. Back with more Talk With a Purpose in just a moment. But first, I want to tell you, there's nothing like a Jersey tomato. Listen, when even though I lived in Philadelphia growing up, my mother and father planted tomatoes every year, and I know a lot of people do. And the Jersey tomatoes are the best. And right now, they're in stock at BF Mazio. And a couple of years ago, I had a client who said, can you get me some some jerseys? I said, yeah, I'll get you the real authentic jerseys from New Jersey. And and I brought her a case from BF Mazio. And she said, they're the best Jersey tomatoes I've ever had. Well, you could say that about a lot of things at BF Mazio. The finest fresh fruit and produce you'll find anywhere. And, of course, it's also baked goods. It's prepared foods. It's uh, all kinds of 
gourmet specialties, you name it, it's there at BF Mazio, 601 New Road in Northfield. Now, we've been talking about the best of the press. The nomination period is over. The voting will begin soon, and we'll let you know when that's going to happen. But right now, Jersey tomatoes in stock. The peaches are just absolutely phenomenal. I mean, there's nothing like, there is nothing like a fresh Jersey peach. And especially at BF Mazio, they're big and they're juicy. Boy, you bite into that. And I'll tell you, I, I, I want to have one right now, but of course I can't here. I'm on the air. <laughs> but after the show today, I'll be there. BF Mazio, 601 New Road in Northfield and online at bfmazio.com. That's bfmazio.com. And, and stay tuned for the best of the press voting. And we're looking to get um, eight years in a row. BF Mazio, best of the press for best gift baskets and fruit baskets. And don't forget, you want to send something somewhere. That's the thing to do. B.F. Mazio, the finest fresh fruit and produce and the best gift baskets and fruit baskets you'll find anywhere. Online again at bfmazio.com. Coming back with more Talk With a Purpose and your calls after these words. When it comes to you and your family's financial wellness, there are so many things to talk about. We could go on forever. To help guide you along the way, Joe Yakovich has written a book called The Heart of Your Money inspiration for financial wellness in the book joe talks about longevity inflation retirement surprises and many other topics for your free copy of the heart of your money call the office of joe yakovich at jml financial at 856-751-1771 or email joe at jayakovich at brokersifs.com and you can listen to Joe Yakovich on Saturdays here on WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM. For over 37 years, Joe Yakovich has been helping families throughout the area navigate the difficulties of a sound financial plan. You'll find Joe's approach to be different and not just the cookie cutter methods that are prevalent in today's world. The path to your financial wellness and or retirement starts with a call to Joe Yakovich at JML Financial Group. 856-751-1771. 856-751-1771. Or email Joe at jayakovich at brokersifs.com. Joe Yakovich is registered with and securities and investment advisory services are offered through Brokers International Financial Services, LLC. Member SIPC. Brokers International Financial Services, LLC is not an affiliated company. Your WPG Talk Radio 95.5 AccuWeather forecast for South Jersey. Partly sunny today, hot and very humid with a thunderstorm and a high 90. Tonight, warm with clouds breaking and a low 75. Sunny to partly cloudy tomorrow, hot and very humid with a high 91. And sunny on Monday with a high 94. I'm AccuWeather's Gregory Patrick on WPG Talk Radio. 95.5. And we're back here on Talk of the Purpose again. 609-407-1450 is our number in the studio. Let's talk to Bob and Kate May. Bob, good morning. Welcome to Talk of the Purpose. Hey, good morning, John. I, I just sent you some photographs of my, my bumper Jersey tomato crop. So, uh, <laughs> Okay, good. <laughs> just a couple things. You talked at, at the beginning of the show about the tragedy of... of addiction and i tell you being in business all these years i've been in business there's some really terrible things that i've gone through with with some really talented people that worked for me yeah 
just totally destroyed their lives. I mean, I had had a young woman who was the best desk clerk I ever had. I mean, just absolutely terrific. But and and she was managerial material. You know, she could have been the GM of my property, and and that is a really well-paying job. And she just had a drinking problem, and and yeah. you know, it's so tragic. I mean, yeah. she kept it. She she was a functioning alcoholic, but but her mother died in her early forties uh, from from drug addiction, and you know this girl uh, in her, her early thirties, liver specialist told her she had five years to live. Jeez. Okay? Jeez. She ruined her liver Jeez. that badly, and you know it's just tragic. It, it is, just, you know, yeah. a girl with all the talent in the world. So anyway, I know that's not what we usually talk about. Uh, you know, I may as well get Craig excited. I know he's he's he's, he's right after, he's right after you. Yes. <laughs> and, and you know, we can come back later in the show. You know, if Craig wants to join me, we can talk about Trump DeSantis. That's fine. Uh, I've come to kind of a conclusion that, you know, some people may not like, but I, I just, you know, you think about things. Our country's in big trouble. And yeah, we are. I'll, I'll elaborate on that if if I can call back again sure. later in the show. But sure. the, the, what what DeSantis did with firing this rogue prosecutor, you know, it's about selective enforcement. These Soros-appointed DAs that yeah. are just destroying cities all over the country. Yes. So if you're an Antifa BLM rider, you get a pass. If you're a certain minority, you can do what you want. You can rob retail stores blind to the point where, uh, you know, Walgreens and a lot of other retailers, they won't open up stores in certain economically depressed areas because what's the point? You're going to lose big money and have your store trashed. Right. So, you know, they're not doing favors to these underserved minority communities, these these horrible, horrible prosecutors. And then, you know, Tucker made this point last week. So this, this rogue DA in Tampa, he, he gives a pass to Antifa and Black Lives Matter protesters when the... When the Florida legislature in 2020, they passed anti-rioting laws. Yes, they did. So, so they, they, Antifa and BLM started some trouble in St. Petersburg. So this prosecutor did elected not to enforce the, the Florida statute. Okay, that was a big strike against this guy. But what he did do was arrest a preacher in the Tampa Bay area for holding services uh in, in in May or, or June of 2020, he arrested him. But you know, again, it's selective enforcement, yeah. and that's not our. You know, that's a banana republic that we're we're going to, you know, have if if that happens. If if we don't have laws that apply equally to everybody, we're in big trouble. And you're again, right. You know, DeSantis was the only one. You know, you get all these. Republican politicians that pay pay lip service, they talk a good game like Lindsey Graham. They tell you, oh, we're going to be tough. We're going to investigate, you know, this, what the FBI did. We're going to hold people accountable. They never do. No, they don't. You're right. is the only one That's right. that, that, that turns rhetoric into concrete actions that benefit the lives of his constituents, meaning the people of Florida.
That's so, right. Anyway, I'll let you all go, right. John. I know all you right, got Bob. all the callers. And Thanks a lot. And uh, I, I have a saying that Ron DeSantis is the king of anti-wokeism. Just we'll keep that keep that in mind, and we'll use that many times. Talk with the purposes of the show Saturdays nine till noon. WPG Talk Radio ninety five point five, and I'm John Demassi, Craig, and Andy. After the break at six oh nine four oh seven fourteen fifty. Final thoughts in hour number one. After these words, East Coast roofing and siding. Hi, I'm Larry Styler. And I'm Sean Styler. In our ever-changing economy, we certainly understand the need for homeowners to watch their spending. But your home is not a place to cut corners. When you're in need of roofing, siding, or windows, place your trust in East Coast for our certified services and installations. Our GAF, Master Elite Contractor Status, provides assurance that you're dealing with a reputable company that can provide you quality roofing products and lifetime warranties. Our certainteed five-star contractor status ensures you'll get the professional siding job that you deserve. Faithfully serving South Jersey since 1979, we can offer you financing options that can help get your project started sooner. So call us now at 609-625-1900 or visit us at eastcoastroofing.com to schedule your free consultation today. If you'll call, we'll We'll show show up. up. East Coast Roofing and Siding. Trust us with your family and home. All right, back here on Talk with the Purpose, 609-407-1450. Let's get right to the callers so we can get them both in before the top of the hour. Craig is in Northfield. Craig, good morning. Welcome to Talk with the Purpose. Good morning. I hear my name was invoked over there. Uh, you know, every Saturday we get a little IV on the DeSantis thing. But, uh, you know, uh, I <laughs> yeah. heard you, Bob. Yeah. <laughs> I heard you, Bob. But just remember, when you're president of the United States, only the governors can do what uh, DeSantis is doing. The president can't do that. He's got to get the governors to do that. We saw that with the National Guard there, right? With yes. Wisconsin, yes. Washington State, D.C., right? Huh? Philadelphia? Yeah. Anyway, um, we had a big night Tuesday night, John. Big night. Okay. And what What was the did, did you see how big it was? No. I, I ran the board. Uh, Trump? ran the board and those rhinos that uh, went to go impeach the donald trump bye-bye okay that two gone out of the six two more gone out of the six that went to go p- impeach uh, donald j trump oh oh you mean in, in the and, primaries that were happening the other night and the primary yeah, okay those republicans yeah. are gone yeah, okay yeah and, and we, we we did discuss carrie lake last week i gotta be quick because i know i got three minutes here Carrie Lake, we talked about her. She had two hundred thousand dollar friend, two hundred thousand friends. Yes, and the other woman had thirteen hundred. We were wrong. The other woman had thirteen thousand. Carrie Lake had eight hundred thousand. Wow! But mind you, let's talk about this because we're going to talk about this state in New Jersey here. Out in the middle of the night, we lost our governor. But um, Carrie Lake, okay, had a commanding lead. Notice, commanding lead early on, and, and, and Fox didn't call it. She had more of a commanding lead than, than Biden had on, on, um, Trump. on Trump. Right. But they didn't call it. Okay? Why? And, and, and who was down there? Pence. With, with the rhino. Okay? So that was the Bush set up down there, and they didn't want win because the Republicans, the Donald Trump campaign down there in arizona just smashed them it was overwhelming for them so just remember people that that was just like an amazing thing with that 
let me ask you a question. Did you did you did you you know Nancy Pelosi was over there, right? Yes. You saw what she did yes. to this whole world. Yes, I know. What did she do? What? And, and she had to have her plane refueled. Okay, uh, uh, on the way over. Do you know what they refueled it with? This is my closing comment. What? Vodka. <laughs> I knew you were going there. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, you like that, John? Yeah, I like that. By the way, did you hear that yeah. Liz Cheney is in trouble in the primary? I think it's going to be this week. They're they're saying that uh, she could lose her uh, her seat in Wyoming. Which, gee, that would break my heart. You know, I mean, what are we going to do without Liz Cheney? <laughs> well, I, you know what? Here's the don't forget. There's a woman right there. I'm glad you brought that up because. I'm, I'm going to take uh, I'm, the other guy's going to have to call back here because that, that was just not fair what you did to me. Um, <laughs> you know, Liz Cheney said that, uh, that that Donald Trump never asked for the National Guard. Lie. Right. And then I her know. father came out. Go, go look at what her father just did. It's disgusting. Yes, I saw okay? that. I and, saw and that. that. Okay, yeah. and that's because you know uh, little George uh, Bush. Uh, he had no uh, got got in trouble. The Bushes got smacked down, and, and Cheney's are trying to pick that up. That's right. But the most important thing is what happened this week. And anybody that would, I would love everybody. Please, I forget what the uh, senator's name is. Uh, Cruz, Senator Cruz, what he did this week. Okay, with the FBI director, he asked this: Is the person that is running this show for the uh, FBI, okay, down in the Washington office, okay, that's running it. He, he's the same guy that wit, that ran the show for Whitmer in Michigan. So the FBI, don't forget, set up those guys, okay, to take down that governor of Michigan. The FBI promoted him for doing something so egregious. Oh, egregious, excuse me, okay, that they gave him a promotion down to Washington, D.C. to keep these guys in jail still that did this insurrection, allegedly. Boy, I'll tell you. Boy, is that sad? Uh, that, that's very sad. It's very sad. I have no love lost for Dick. That, I have no love lost for Dick Cheney either because that guy has blood on his hands with that war in Iraq that, you know, weapons of mass destruction. That was all about his lining his pocket. Craig, thanks for the call. Let's uh, bring in Andy. And Andy, if you don't finish, we'll put you on hold and we'll bring you back in the 10 o'clock hour. So go ahead. Welcome. I appreciate that. I I appreciate that, John. Uh, Yeah, you and I uh, agree on Dick Cheney. It's funny. Uh, Here's a guy who was one of the most hated men on the planet. I remember when he needed the heart transplant and and liberals were actually wishing the man would die. (laughs) Uh, he was accused of being a Nazi, a war criminal, and now because he's doing a commercial uh, for his daughter, here's a guy that's been in the witness protection program for years. Now because his daughter's like 30 points behind, he does a commercial for her trashing Trump. So now all of a sudden they love him. You, you, you know, they, they loved him just the way they loved John McCain until they didn't love him. Right. You know, it's, 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 it's the same old story. Um, but... I, I got a few things today, John. Um, so uh, I don't know. You know this guy, Javier Becerra. He's the HHS secretary. Yes. As Joe Biden, Joe Biden calls him Javier Bacaria, but his name is Becerra. <laughs> any, 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 anyway, yeah. um, the other day he says, quote, we're prepared to take our response to the next level in addressing 
this monkeypox virus, and we urge every American to take monkeypox seriously. So they're setting the stage yes. for a, yes. a, a COVID uh, 2.0. Yes. Okay. Uh, and, and it couldn't be more perfectly timed with an election coming up that they know they're going to lose. Right. And you know, you know what's interesting about this, John? Uh, during this Gay Pride Month, uh, there was a, a bunch of men from all over the world got together to, to do what they do in the Canary Islands, and some of them had monkeypox. So now they, these guys go back to the places they came from. They start spreading it, and, and it was mostly the gay community uh, that, that had this. But now two children ha- have, have contracted this monkeypox, and this is, a, this is right out of the, the mouth of Rochelle Walensky, the head of the Centers for Disease oh. Control. She said both of these children are traced back to individuals who come from the men who have sex with men? Community, oh, jeez! The, the gay men's oh, community. Geez. But here's yeah. here's the Andy. Hang hang on, Andy. Okay, I'm going to put you on hold. Chris will put you on hold, and we'll bring you back. Uh, I'm going to have a few comments in the uh, 10 o'clock hour, and then we'll bring you back. Talk for the purpose of the show. Saturdays nine till noon. WPG Talk Radio 95.5, and I'm John Demassi. Hour number one in the books. Hour number two on the way. Don't go away. FM and 1450 AM WPTG Atlantic City, WENJHD3 Millville, a town square media station. The following program is paid for and presented by John DeMassey. The opinions expressed are not those of Town Square Media or station advertisers. WPG Talk Radio 95.5 presents Talk with a Purpose. Join the conversation by calling 609-407-1450. Now, the host of Talk with a Purpose, John DeMassey. Hour number two, Talk with a Purpose, every Saturday, 9 till noon, WPG Talk Radio 95.5, and I'm John DeMassey, 609-407-1450. couple of things on the table, and uh, I'll bring Andy back in a moment. Uh, I wanted to talk again about Brittany Griner, get your thoughts on that. Also, uh, Andy mentioned it right before we broke for the top of the hour, this monkeypox. Here we go again. It's It's deja vu all over again. What do we just have? Two years of COVID. You know, they loved it. They loved controlling us. They loved, uh, you know, scaring us. And here we go. It's a public health emergency, monkeypox. <sighs> I wonder if we all start eating a lot of bananas, if that, that's a sign. What do you think? <laughs> and uh, I do want to talk about uh, Alex Jones. That's the radio host who I think is out of his mind, but... I thought that many years ago. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about that as well. Uh, and a couple other things, whatever you want to talk about. Don't forget, hour number three, Pete Vernig is going to be our guest as we continue our Fighting the Opioid Addiction series. He is the Vice President of Mental Health Services for Recovery Centers of America. And uh, we'll talk to Pete in hour number three. But let's get back to the phones. Andy and Brigantine. Andy, sorry we had to break it up there. But now uh, you're the first call in the hour. So you got carte blanche. Go ahead. Yeah, well, just to continue what I was saying, talking about the monkeypox. So, uh, 
notice no one will dare, no one will dare ask the gay community to abstain to social distance yes. 15 days to slow the spread. No. But these are the same people who shut down an entire country who told you you couldn't have your own mother sit at your own dining room table in your own dining room yes. for Christmas or Thanksgiving yes. dinner. Yes. Okay? Yes. But, but they won't dare do anything to tick off this LGBTQ community right. because that's their constituency. And, and, John, I'm not trashing everyone who belongs to this community. A lot of great people in the LGBTQ community. The problem is the radicals take control of the messaging yes. and have the biggest mouth. Yes. And you got to wonder, what? why is it that these drag queens want to perform for children? Doesn't Isn't that instinct? Isn't there something in your brain that instinctively tells you something's wrong with that? Yeah, I and agree. You want to do a show? I agree. Adults come. Yes, fine. fine. Right. But why are they so interested in performing for children all the time? Did what you, is that? Did you see that commercial on TV with the drag queen saying, oh, we love reading to children? I mean, I, I, listen, if it's my grandson, I tell his mother and father, listen, don't let him go to this thing. What is the point of that? What is the point John. of teaching kids that a guy can dress as a girl and he's a drag queen. What they don't even understand what that is. Why even expose them to that? I don't understand it. I really don't, Andy. And I agree with you. The same, the same, the same people who won't let they don't want your child to dress up like an Indian for Halloween. Oh, that's offensive. That's offensive. Yeah. But you, yeah, but you can you can pretend to be a, a girl if you're a guy. That's right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, okay. I, 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 John, if you or I saw a little girl walking down the street and started talking to her about the same things that these teachers are talking to these children about in the schools, you and I would be handcuffed. Yes. The father would come, the father would come out of the house yep. and blow our brains out, That's and right. rightfully so. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So another topic, Brittany Griner, since you mentioned it. This is, this is a, 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 you know, th there hasn't been any confirmation on this or... Uh, people are asking me, is it a guy? Is it a girl? Um, I, I don't, I'm not going to say, but, you know, it, to, for, for me looking, that's a man. And no one will convince me otherwise. The build, the, the Adam's apple, the voice, the way the person walks. But that's okay. Fine. But my issue with Brittany Griner isn't anything with trans. It's she hates the country. Yes. She said so. She, she said that. Yeah, she, she said. Like, we. Yeah, we shouldn't have to kneel for the national anthem. Well, guess what, John? Where she is now, she won't have to. That's right. And <laughs> and, and you know what? She went there and she broke their laws. Yes. Okay? And now isn't it interesting, John? Think about this. The same people who defend her, she went, she went to another country and broke their laws. They want her back. Well, wait a minute. What happened to Andrew Tamarisi? Remember him who accidentally crossed into Mexico because he was caught in one of those cattle shoots. He couldn't turn around, and he had he had a couple of weapons in his car, and they put him in that horrible uh, prison in Mexico. Yes, they beat him. Remember that guy? Yeah, yeah. Nobody tried to get him back. No. And how about 
How about all the thousands of Americans that Joe Biden left behind in Afghanistan? Yeah. How come nobody's pounding the table about them? That's right. And how about this one? Because they're- how about this, Andy? They had a 42-second moment of silence for Brittany Griner the other night before her team played the WNBA. 42 seconds, a moment of silence. You usually do that for somebody who died, you know, and you don't even have it that long, 42 seconds. But if I was at that, I would have been thrown out at that if I was in that arena because I would have started yelling, traitor, traitor, you know, but that, that's another thing. But she's, she says, you know, we shouldn't even have the national anthem, but now all of a sudden she's coming to America and we got to take, like you said earlier, we got to trade one of these really bad criminals for her. Why? I mean, I, I you know we could I, I we could learn a lesson from the Russians, John. Yeah. When when foreign when foreign people come into our country and break our laws, just the mere act of crossing into our border, they're breaking the law. Put them in jail the way the Russians do when foreigners come to their country and break their laws. Right. 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 We could learn we could learn a lesson from the Russians. Absolutely. Two more quick things, John. Go ahead. Go ahead. Two more quick things. Okay. So twice in two days. Joe Biden said the first day, he said that he wanted to get one of these new electric Corvettes. He said when they when they're available, he said, but unfortunately, um, I'm not allowed to drive while I'm vice president. (laughs) And yes. And yesterday, John, yesterday, yeah, let me see. I'm going to read this directly to uh, to you. Uh, I have it here saved. Joe Biden said that um, he uh, when these when these jobs numbers came out, okay, and he was bragging about these jobs numbers, and he said that it's this is my job to help the American people. It's also the job of the president. Oh, geez. (laughs) One one last thing, John. I love this mayor. I love what I love what the governor of Texas is doing now, busing these people, uh, busing these illegals around the country. The pe- they, they want them so much. Here they are. Here, you take so them. This, yeah. This Muriel Bowser in Washington D.C. She's help. She's now the same. The same uh, 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 help that she denied when Donald Trump offered That's it to right. her yeah. on January sixth, right. the National Guard. Now she suddenly wants it. So you know what I say, John? I quote Barbara Billingsley, if you remember the movie Airplane. She yes. was the jive lady. Yes, okay? yes. She, she, did, she said, Trump don't want the help. Trump don't get the help. <laughs> <laughs> so, you didn't want it before. You don't get it. You don't get it now. Andy, thanks for the call. Appreciate it. <laughs> A lot on his mind, which all of us have these days. 609-407-1450, our number. Talk with a purpose every Saturday, 9 till noon, WPG. Talk Radio 95.5, and I'm John DeMassey. Yeah, I'll get to this. I want to talk about monkeypox and uh, Alex Jones. And uh, also, briefly about the... Uh, I know Denny Levinson is happy about the judge saying the state must pay the county on the pilot bill, but now it's been stayed. Uh, the judge says, you know, that they're going to stay it, and they're appealing. and So this will go on forever. So, uh, But I know Denny. He'll keep fighting, and he'll get his money eventually. Frank is inventor. Frank, good morning. Welcome to Talk with a Purpose. Uh, thanks for taking my call, John. Thanks for calling, Frank. Uh, John, before I do my topic, just real quickly, uh, as far as Trump picking uh, 
you know, picking all the winners in the primaries, fine. But what really counts is, did he pick people that are going to win the race? Look at Herschel Walker. Look at uh, J.D. Vance. Uh, look at Dr. Oz. And look in uh, Mastriano. That, that, oh, you know, that guy is so Ma- Mastriano is, uh, is bad. I mean, he's bad. I, I mean, I, I hate to say he's a Republican, but I mean, he's just so blatantly uh, obvious about where he stands that he's too extreme. He is too extreme. And yeah. I, you're right. I don't think he picks people who he thinks can win. I think he thinks that if Trump picks them, then they're going to win because people say, oh, well, Trump picked them. I guess I'll vote for him. But it doesn't appear to have worked that well, way. Yeah. yeah, you're right. He also picked people who went along, who's going along with his uh, stolen election. Like, right. That's the main. Right, exactly. Main Which Mastriano was. Mastriano actually was there January 6th. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, John, my main, my topic is actually, I want to ask you two questions on the topic you brought up last week. Um, last week, you talked about us and them, whether there are more us than them. So, my first question, John, from your DJ days, are you familiar with the Pink Floyd song "Us and Them"? Yes. Yeah, right. It's a great. It's a great song. Yes. Uh, yeah, right. Um, John V, how would you define specifically what, who's us? You know, if, if we're going to determine where there are more, who there are more of, uh, how would you say what would be your, you know, specifically a few specific? Because I, I think it's tough. It, it is tough, but when I say there's more of them than there is of us, all you have to do is look at uh, some previous elections and some previous people who won, who, in my opinion, had no business winning. But then again, when I say there's more of us and more of them, I'm referring to, uh, uh, let's take uh, right here in New Jersey. How could you vote for Bob Menendez for Senate? How could you in your right mind vote for a guy who's a pedophile and a pervert and a crook? How could you do that? So he wins the election, which tells me there's more of them than there is of us. Because in my opinion, and I'm sure you agree, Frank, nobody should be voting for Bob Menendez. But he won. Oh, I agree. He won. That's why I think, I'm sorry. It's... It's, I guess my definition is, uh, they're, they're, they're more of them. They're more woke. They're more liberal. They're more in tune with whatever the media says and they don't think for themselves. I mean, we, we talk on this show. How many times have we said, yeah, nobody talks about that? And you say, yeah, you're right. Nobody talks about that. And yet you watch the news. You watch the news and you hear them talking about stuff and you're saying, this is news. This is news. I mean, that Sesame Place story, you heard me talking about it last week. That Sesame Place story mm-hmm. was the lead story on two stations in Philadelphia, two nights in a row. How is that the lead story? How is that news? To me, that's not news. That doesn't, that doesn't affect a- anybody. So the guy, the character walked by two black kids. Oh, that's really, that's a big problem. You know, that, that, that's what I mean, Frank. I don't know if you can kind of, gather what my definition is but but that's what what that's no, I, what i mean I, I, I understand what you're saying i i just think it's a little hard to to generalize that for the whole country because 
I mean, we look what happened in Kansas with the voting where, yeah. you know, uh, a yeah. Republican state, right? So I, I don't think, I think it's just a little hard to, to broadly, I agree with you with the text specific, but to broadly generalize that to the country, it's a little, I just think it's a little tough to do, but I appreciate what you're saying about that. Yeah, here's a, here's a text from a friend of mine who's listening, uh, Frank. This may define it better. And sometimes I can't define it as well as others can. He says, them are people who want to radically and fundamentally transform the country, and us are the people who don't. I guess that's a way of putting it, huh? Yeah. <laughs> Frank, as that's always, very, a pleasure. Yeah. All right, John. Thanks for the call. Appreciate it. Matt is an AC. Matt, good morning. Welcome back. Yeah, you know who them is, John? Who? You know who them is? No, well, no. They have more of them than us. Uh, who, it's who? the illegal ballots, the ballot stuffing. Oh, yeah. The illegal. Uh, listen to me. They are rigging this stuff. That's why there's more of them than us. Well. Just think about it for a minute. Yeah, well. That's how Menendez won. That's how, I'm telling you, that's how Biden won. That's how Menendez won. That's how there's more of them. Yeah. Now, as far as, far as Herschel Walker in Georgia winning, I think he, I wouldn't believe any poll down there from Georgia because he's adored down there, and I guarantee he wins that. I don't care what the poll says. Don't believe polls. Well, right. you know, he is adored down there because uh, that's where he went to school, right? University of Georgia? Uh, Four-time all, all... Full-time All-American all Heisman country. Trophy, Heisman Trophy yeah. winner, right? Yeah, yeah. By the way, yeah. played played for the Eagles. Hey. By the way, played for the Eagles. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And as far as as far as far as Liz Cheney goes, she's toast. Oh, good. I'm. Uh, I'm. I mean, I. I would. I would just like to have a funeral for her. You know. I mean, how can we live without Liz Cheney, man? I mean, we're going to be able to live but, without her. John, she's thirty points behind in, the, good. in any poll good. you take, even good. the Democratic polls. Only thirty points behind. You know how they, you know how they always say that sometimes the sins of the father are passed on to the children. <laughs> Absolutely, there you go. That's what happens. What did he do? How how much blood is on his hands? How much? A lot. Too much. A lot. You're right. Exactly right. So I, I'm, thank I'm John for the th- second call. Thank you, Matt. Thanks for the call, Liz Cheney. <laughs> Gee, you gonna be sorry to see her go? Yeah, she's in big trouble. I think she loses, and rightfully so. Talk with the purpose of the show, Saturdays, 9 till noon, WPG Talk Radio 95.5, and I'm John DeMassey, 609-407-1450. Just going to mention after the break, uh, I'll talk a little bit about monkeypox. It's uh, deja vu all over again with COVID. Now it's monkeypox, all right? Maybe a little bit about Alex Jones and more. 609-407-1450 is the number. I'm John DeMassey. More Talk with a Purpose every Saturday, 9 till noon, WPG. Talk Radio 95.5. More Talk with a Purpose. After these words, as I mentioned to you earlier, you heard me talking about uh, my friend passing away. And, of course, I had to take a very uh, long ride to Connecticut over the past couple of days. And uh, let me tell you something. If it wasn't for the fact that I had a Lexus, <laughs> I don't know. I probably would have rented a car. But let me tell you something. I mean, you get in a long ride like that. And and talk about gas. I mean, I did the whole trip, the whole trip from New Jersey to Hartford, Connecticut. The whole trip was on a little more than a half a tank of gas. 
So that's pretty good gas mileage. Of course, all highway driving, but smooth, comfortable, relaxing. Uh, believe me. And, and in fact, for a while, I kept the radio off and I was just listening to the quiet of the car. It's just a pleasure to drive. And I suggest you check it out for yourself. Lexus of Atlantic City, 3169 Fire Road, EHT, online at aclexus.com. It is, of course, the Golden Opportunity Sales Event. We are into the month of August, and it's happening through Labor Day. And what that means is just what it says, a golden opportunity for you to drive one of the finest automobiles on the market. And if you look at the ratings, my uh, grandson's other grandfather always tells me, he says, you know, I check the ratings all the time of the cars. You know, Lexus is up there like two or three. I said, well, yeah, no kidding. I mean, I can tell you that for myself, from my experience. Lexus of Atlantic City, 3169 Fire Road, EHT, online at aclexus.com. And some folks have said, my niece keeps telling me, you know, I work across the street and I only see a few cars over there. Well, don't worry about that. They'll be able to get you. If, if you find a car that you want, if it's on their lot, great. If not, they'll be able to get it for you. They're part of a large network of dealerships and they can get you a car. All right. Lexus of Atlantic City, 3169 Fire Road and EHT online at aclexus.com. That's aclexus.com. Back with more Talk with a Purpose and your calls after these words. East Coast Roofing and Siding. Hi, I'm Larry Styler. And I'm Sean Styler. In our ever-changing economy, we certainly understand the need for homeowners to watch their spending. But your home is not a place to cut corners. When you're in need of roofing, siding, or windows, place your trust in East Coast for our certified services and installations. Our GAF, Master Elite Contractor Status, provides assurance that you're dealing with a reputable company that can provide you quality roofing products and lifetime warranties. Our certainteed five-star contractor status ensures you'll get the professional siding job that you deserve. Faithfully serving South Jersey since 1979, we can offer you financing options that can help get your project started sooner. So call us now at 609-625-1900 or visit us at eastcoastroofing.com to schedule your free consultation today. If you'll call, we'll We'll show show up. East Coast Roofing and Siding. Trust us with your family and home. I'm Seth Grossman for LibertyAndProsperity.com. Americans are the most understanding, generous, and compassionate people in the world. That is why our enemies are using those virtues as weapons to destroy us. They are deliberately bringing millions of poor and angry people from failed socialist countries around the world to make America a failed socialist country. They know that walls, fences, and even thousands of Border Patrol agents can't stop everybody determined to get through. The only way to stop them is to arrest every person found in our country illegally and send them back. But our enemies think that Americans are too understanding, generous, and compassionate to ever do that. Do most Americans care more about the suffering of people coming to our country illegally than the future of our own children and grandchildren? Learn more at libertyandprosperity.com. Help us reach more people. Join our weekly breakfast. Donate what you can to keep us on the air and online libertyandprosperity.com. Thanks. Back here on Talk with a Purpose. If you miss any of today's show, don't forget we have our Talk with a Purpose replay. Sundays, 5 until 8. Every Sunday, today's show, tomorrow, 5 until 8, right here at WPG Talk Radio 95.5. And that's our show, of course, our live version of Talk with a Purpose, every Saturday, 9 till noon. 
WPG Talk Radio 95.5, also on 1450 AM. And if you're out of town, you can always listen online at WPGTalkRadio.com. Let's go back to the phones. Greg is in AppSeek. And Greg, good morning. Welcome to Talk with a Purpose. Mr. DeMassey, good morning. Morning, sir. Uh, I'd like to get back to the prosecutors, the independents. The first thing is Sarkos. Uh, a price tag should be put on his head. Yeah, I agree. Pay, pay I agree. Mind. Yes. He, he, he gets away <clears throat> free and he shouldn't. Yeah. As far as the attorney generals, the district attorneys, and the prosecutors that are not willing to issue the laws that are written on the books, they should not be given a walk. They should get a triple whammy, a fine incarceration and future endeavors by the people they free. Right. And they should be responsible for whatever these people do. They're given a ride. They can go on and continue to do whatever the hell they're doing. Yeah. They should pay a price for what they're doing. Well, you know, you know why that would never fly, Greg? Because all the liberals, all the wokes, oh, how can you, how dare you, how dare you do that? I mean, this guy in Philadelphia, Krasner, they start talking about impeaching him because he's letting all the criminals out, you know, and, 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 and you know, no more cash bail, none of this stuff, you know. And they're talking about impeaching him. And here I'm reading some editorials in the local papers. How can you impeach him? That's not fair. You, you follow, Greg, we're on the same page. Yeah. But the rest of the world, and here we go back to my us versus them. <clears throat> how can they say? Right. How can they say, oh, how can you impeach the guy? And you just mentioned a couple situations. Here's a guy that DeSantis fired in Florida, and he should have fired him. Because the guy wouldn't do his job. I mean, isn't he supposed to, isn't he working for us? Well, we don't live in Florida, but you follow what I'm saying? They're working for us. Exactly. We're not working for them. Right. Uh, can I leave you on one note? Yes. As far as woke? Yes. Woke can go to hell. <laughs> Period. You're right. That's right. Good place for it. Good day. You too, Craig. Thanks for the call. <laughs> My mother used my mother had a neighbor. That was her favorite saying years ago. And one time I said it and I got smacked. Well, I was little, you know, you couldn't, couldn't say that. My mother said, no cursing. <laughs> okay. But the things have changed. All right. We allowed that. Bob is in Cape May. Bob, good morning. Welcome to Talk with a Purpose. Hey, John. I just love that store owner in California, the 80-year-old man. Yeah, he shot the guy. Yeah. Yeah, uh, he he made that career criminal squeal like a pig. Didn't yeah, he? did did you hear that? Just, yeah. Oh, he uh, shot me. He uh, shot me. I lost my arm. I he shot my arm off. Yeah, right. It was a it was a flesh wound. Yeah. You know, we we need a lot more of that to happen. That's right. Look, I want to just make a point about the Trump DeSantis situation. That you know, I've come to the conclusion, and it's it's look. I'm leaning to Sanus for the good of the country. Me too. But the reality is, though, and I'm afraid this is the reality, John, that if President Trump decides to run, it puts Ron DeSantis into an untenable, impossible situation. Yes. No Republican, even the greatest governor we have in this country, cannot win without the enthusiastic support of, of Trump voters. Right. That's just the reality. Right. 
And, and you know, Trump, we saw this in 2016. He he can be absolutely vicious. I mean, he, he just tore Jeb Bush apart. He tore Marco Rubio apart. Lion Ted Cruz. I mean, yeah. And and look, he'll damage DeSantis probably for 2028. And and you know, I've mentioned this before that in in 2018, if not for the intervention of President Trump, we we never have America's greatest governor. Ron DeSantis loses the Republican primary without Trump's intervention. Right. So Trump will view a DeSantis decision to run for president as a betrayal and the viciousness will 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 be unbelievable i don't think he runs i don't think he runs bob i don't think i don't think no no i think trump runs DeSantis takes a back seat totally agree yeah totally agree and and i don't know if it's the best thing for the country no i don't either but but that's i think that's the reality as you said i mean he's not gonna he's not he's too smart of a politician to to do that and that's probably political suicide so yeah, you know I, I, I agree so yeah. i I, yeah. I would say that DeSantis will take a back seat perhaps although i don't think this will happen because i don't think he wants to kind of be in the same boat i don't think he'll take vice president i really don't you know i think it'll be somebody else and and if if trump is smart uh, he'll pick somebody like tim scott because then he can say well you know i got uh, uh I, I have an African American with me, and that maybe will get me that vote. So I don't know. We ha- we have a lot of lot of time before then, yeah. and, and yeah, a lot, lot of happen. yeah, a lot can yeah. happen. So we'll see. Yeah. But Bob, uh, yeah. as always, a pleasure. Thanks for the call. We we, we should have a, the, the DeSantis fan club. It's uh, Bob and I are co chairs. All right. <laughs> Chris is an EHT. Chris, good morning. Welcome to Talk with a Purpose. Uh, good morning, John. How are you doing? Thanks for taking my phone call. Thanks for calling, Chris. Um, just uh, two points. The uh, you see that that mayor of uh, Washington, Marion Bowser, she uh, got rejected by the defense uh, secretary Lloyd Austin about getting National Guard troops. He said basically you have other resources to deal with that. We're not going to send troops over. I thought that was funny because she wants to make Washington a sanctuary city. Now all of a sudden, Governor Abbott send the uh, illegals over, and she doesn't like it, and she doesn't know how to deal with that. Because yeah, funny. Yeah, it is. It's kind of a. It, it's the old Democratic double standard, Chris. That's exactly what it is, you know? I mean, exactly. uh, Yeah, I'm not surprised. Uh, Really, I'm not surprised at all. Not surprised at anything Democrats do. No, and and then the second thing was uh, with uh, I'm I'm a fan of DeSantis, like you too, and um, the career caller, Bob. And I like the way he leans forward. Like if someone, he's not backpedaling anything. So if you punch him, he's going to hit back hard. And the view, they made Whoopi Goldberg apologize for saying inflammatory things about him being connected to the white supremacists last week. So basically said, apologize, we're going to sue you. So ABC told Whoopi Goldberg, either apologize, you're going to be fired. <laughs> so she had to apologize, made some lame invitation to him to come to the show, and he's like doing all these fact checks, and his uh, staff sent a message to her saying, all the time you call me names and you're going to be screaming over me, I'm not coming to that show. That's right. So I just like the way he deals with things. Me he too. He play games. He comes right to you and tells you all the crap, you know? Jeez, I wish she wouldn't have said something so they would have fired her. Oh, jeez. Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, I, um, I, I, I mean, I don't You know, that show's been on 25 years. I, I, I don't know. 
because once in a while, if I'm watching ABC, they put a promo on, oh, The View, celebrating 25 years. I said to myself, how can you have an audience 25 years and the nonsense they talk about and all of the garbage that they spill out and they, they, they hate Trump, they hate DeSantis, they hate all Republicans. I mean, it's just, it's too much. And it's been on for 25 years. I don't understand it. No, and I... I don't know. I don't know one person who watches it. They say it's high ratings, but I don't know anybody who watches this. I don't know what they're talking about as far as ratings. Well, it's not any of us, Chris. Believe me. All right, it's not you. It's not me. It's not any of our callers. Believe me. It's <laughs> no. And um, the only last thing I want to ask you, John, is a question for you: is uh, the whole thing with Alex Jones, which I, I understand he's an idiot. He said something stupid about the whole uh, school shooting. Yeah, but. People said stupid things, but where did they get off him paying $45 million in damages when he didn't cause that? I don't understand that. Well, he didn't cause the actual shooting, but he for years, years went on and said it was a hoax. They were paid actors. And right. I don't know about you, but if that's my kid and, and, I, I, and I go to his grave to, to, to put flowers on and I say, wait a minute, he's not an actor. He's in the ground. Thanks to this this uh, wacko, yeah, you understand? So I, I, I mean, right, right. he he was just sensationalizing something to try to get ratings, and that's poor. You, you you don't have to listen. I have ratings. Harry has ratings. You don't hear us talking about wacko stuff like that. I mean, you can get ratings right. by just talking about everyday situations and commenting on it. I, I, listen, right. that, that, that four million doesn't bring back any kid. That's for sure. But nevertheless, he yeah. was over the, he was over the line, you know, and he said, Oh, it's freedom of speech. Well, no, it's not freedom of speech. And I'll, and I'll tell you a story. And, uh, Chris, thanks for the call. I'll tell you a story. Uh, years ago, and this is before everyone's time who's listening to this show, there was, um, Orson Welles did a radio program back when we didn't have television. And it was called War of the Worlds. And and what he did was, it was actually a play. And the play was about the Martians invading us. And the way he did it, of course, I mean, actors try to make it seem real. And they made it seem real. And people were, were calling radio stations because it was kind of a, a network broadcast. It was all over the country. And they said it was happening in somewhere in Kansas. Well, the FCC then put a rule in that said you may not bring a show on like that unless you have a disclaimer in the beginning that says this is a uh, this is not an actual news story. This is a fictitious broadcast. It's it's really a a show. You hear these disclaimers all the time on different things. So that's where that came from. So you can't go on and say something. Just to say it to be outrageous. You just can't do that. And it's not right to do it. If you want to get ratings, you can get ratings doing good programs. That's that's all I'm saying. So Alex Jones, he's got to pay for it. Listen, he declared bankruptcy. Sadly, that family's not going to see a penny. Because O.J. Simpson was guilty years ago in a civil suit. And he never paid a penny because he... He had a pension, and that's protected, so he didn't have any other assets. So that's what happens. It is Talk with a Purpose, Saturdays 9 till noon, WPG, Talk Radio 95.5. And I'm John DeMassey. We'll talk to Linda after the break, and maybe we'll talk to you at 609-407-1450. I'm John DeMassey. More Talk with a Purpose after these words. 
The market is up. The market is down. I know from day to day, there's a fair amount of volatility. You worry, I worry. We all worry, but not so much when you have a sound financial plan that doesn't depend completely on the market. Hi, I'm Joe Yakovich with this Money Minute. You'll find some real insights in my new book, The Heart of Your Money, Inspiration for Financial Wellness. In this book, I explain in detail how I approach financial planning, retirement, insurance, and many other topics. For a free copy of my book, The Heart of Your Money, simply contact my office at 856-751-1771. That's 856-751-1771. Or you can email me at jayakovich at brokersifs.com. And don't forget, I'm here on WPG Talk Radio 95.5 with These Money Minutes. I'm Joe Yakovich with This Money Minute, and thanks for listening. We are in a mental health crisis. Drug overdoses, suicides, and alcohol-related deaths are skyrocketing. If you're struggling with alcohol or drugs, call Recovery Centers of America right now at 1-888-RECOVERY, and our team will answer immediately, talk to you about your struggles, and figure out the best course of treatment to get you better. Because we want you in recovery for life. While in treatment at one of our outstanding facilities located near you, you will benefit from specialized programs, 24-hour medical care, master's-level clinicians, and and experienced, supportive staff. If outpatient treatment is right for you, our full spectrum of care is available either in person or virtually. And because we know that addiction impacts families as well, we offer support groups, family therapy, and webinars. Every day, thousands of patients get treated at Recovery Centers of America and go on to live happy and meaningful lives. Don't wait. We answer the phone and admit patients 24-7, including on weekends and holidays. So call 1-888-RECOVERY today. That's 1-888-RECOVERY. Chances are you've tasted the delicious fruits and vegetables from B.F. Mazio, but didn't know it. That's because B.F. Mazio has a huge wholesale division that delivers to area restaurants, schools, hospitals, and more. If you own a restaurant or run a commercial kitchen, call B.F. Mazio's wholesale division at 609-641-6608. That's 609-641-6608. And don't forget B.F. Mazio at 601 New Road in Northfield. Call 609-641-6608. Your WPG Talk Radio 95.5 AccuWeather forecast for South Jersey. Partly sunny, very warm, very humid this afternoon with a thunderstorm in the area of a high 88. Clouds breaking tonight with a thunderstorm in a couple of spots. Very warm and humid, low 75. Sunny to partly cloudy skies tomorrow. Hot and very humid. Caution is advised if you're doing any strenuous activities outside. The high 91. I'm AccuWeather forecaster Drew Shannon on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Welcome back to Talk with a Purpose. If you want to listen to any of our shows at any time, you can't wait for Saturday or Sunday, whenever. You just Google John DeMassey Podcasts. That's all. And all the shows come up. You can listen to any show at any time, whether it's last week's show or the week before or the week before, whatever. John DeMassey Podcasts. Google that and all the shows come up. Part of the modern invention of the 21st century. Talk with the purposes of the show, Saturdays 9 till noon, WPG, Talk Radio 95.5. Let's talk to Linda and Absek. And Linda, good morning. Welcome to Talk with the Purpose. Hello, John. Hello, you Linda. You have good ratings because you have a good show and you let people talk and you've got a style that is that works and it's yours alone. That's right. So, yeah. Well. So the 2016 primary was amazing. 
it was brilliant. Trump exposed the American condition, and he did it brilliantly. Of course, he was a baby Christian, and and he went on to govern. I mean, govern. I mean, like he was he as president, he he governed like a Christian. Yes, and it served him very very well. So. But I mean, what are you talking about? A brutal, a, a, a brutal primary. I mean, Rubio. You can't ever put anything over on Rubio. Ted Cruz. These guys are strong. You can't hurt these guys. And Jeb Bush. Please. Well, I mean, it was a primary bomb. Yeah. Jeb Bush. He said had low energy during a primary, a presidential primary. Is that the worst thing you can say about a candidate? Well, he had low energy. Yeah, well, he, he he really did. I mean, he did knock a lot of the uh, competition. And Case, who? But, but who? he was who? right. Who? I mean, he, he, who? Who, was, who was he? Who was the, the one he woman. called? He hurt her feelings. Little little Here, Marco. You know, what do he call him? Name. Little Marco. Well, uh, yeah. he, he said, oh, "You know what's little?" I mean, I mean come on. <laughs> but but well, that's him. What? That's him. I mean, I. Personally? No, 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 no. Little Marco, I mean, in, he's, he's not a real big guy, you know? Yeah. And, um, but, but more, Rubio can really handle himself. But, you know, you see, they all came around and they're all, they're all, they're, they're all friendly. But, I mean, as far, I mean, I have to get back to Jeb Bush. He was a good governor. But Jeb Bush, I mean, you call him low energy. How about, how about when Jeb Bush said to Rush Limbaugh, he could win the election without the base? You want a slap in the face? How about that? Yeah, yeah. He knew he had so much money. He felt so sure he could win the election without the base. Well, well he thought he thought his brother. Had, that, that was family rivalry because his brother was president. And he wanted to be president too, and his father was president. So yeah, I. Well, I, they probably I, thought it would be uh, Jeb before it would ever be W. Yeah. But I mean, I, I mean, for heaven's sake, look who said that there was weapons of mass destruction. Oh. I, from what I understand, oh. it was the CIA and it was George Tenet, and George Tenet was uh, the head of the CIA for uh, Bill Clinton. Yeah. Yeah. I, th so, that, that whole uh, thing. Yeah. So, that was so when W said, when W said, I mean, true. I mean, uh, uh, well. When W said something about, you know, like, are you sure there's WMD in Iraq? And how sure are you? And you have the head of the CIA say it's a slam dunk. Well, th then you would tend you to know, you would tend to believe the head of the CIA. I, I agree with you there. You would you would tend to believe that. But I mean, listen, you Linda, had Trump telling. Listen, mm -hmm. Linda. George W. was not the brightest bulb in the lot. Okay, let's let's be let's be very honest. Uh, well, I disagree with you. Yeah. He was the only he was the only president. I mean, didn't he hold a master's? I think at the time the only president to hold a master's. Yeah. I mean, he could fly. He could fly jets. I mean, and he made he made plenty of money. What what was the the, the Texan? What was the baseball team? Uh, Texas Rangers. Te Texas and Rangers. And he had oil wells. Yeah. And it was when oil went so yeah. low. That you got out of the oil business, but uh, no, I mean, he wasn't a stupid man, George W. Well, I, I wasn't I wasn't a fan of his Linda, unfortunately. But you know, to each his own. I, 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 you know, it's not worth 
it's not worth you and I arguing over George W., you know, 20 well, years after he's argue. gone, you know. We're not arguing, but I'm saying that we, you know, let's discuss what's happening now and let's discuss how quickly we can get rid of Joe Biden. That's the important thing, because if we, we continue down this road, Linda, we may not have a country in two years. Well, that's no, you're absolutely right. That's for sure. Yeah. But, um, yeah, no, uh, no, no, Trump, um, he, we, the American condition was in such bad shape and he pointed it. We learned things that it was China and tariffs and things that we learned. We learned that we had to have steel because if we didn't have steel, we didn't have a country. He said things that nobody else was talking about. He talked about the border and how dangerous it was. And then we talk about how, how rough and tough president could be, how rough and tough he may have been. And, and you know, oh geez, you know, we're above that now. We don't want any kind of people having having a primary like that no you long for a primary like that that was the beginning of america the rebirth of america was with that primary well we may have it again linda we may have it again (laughs) yeah yeah, we we may thank you for the call appreciate it dj in summer's point dj good morning welcome to talk with a purpose how you doing john good dj how about you yeah i have just a few comments a few topics to talk about Go ahead. I hope Andy and Brigantine approves because I don't want him saying I need another case of uh, Kool-Aid. <laughs> okay. He's he's actually on hold, so he's listening to well, you. I, well, well, I just, you know, I, I couldn't let that shot at me go, you know, unmentioned uh, two weeks ago. But we'll leave well enough alone for now. Uh, August 16th, by the way, is the primary uh, for uh, Cheney. Oh, okay. It's not this Tuesday. It's the following. Oh, the following. Okay. Okay. Okay, and we'll start to see what happens. Yeah. As for the basketball star in Russia, yes. If you don't know that you shouldn't go to Russia and break any type of law, then you're a fool. Yes. And if I read it right, she's been going to that country for 2014, 2015. Yeah, yeah. She's been she's been uh, traveling for a while. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I just wonder if the previous trips, if she maybe was fortunate enough or lucky enough to get that same type of uh, material in the country with not getting caught. And she felt maybe, uh, you know, a little bit safe that nothing would yes. happen. Yeah. I, well, yeah. 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 That, that's that's possible. That's possible. Something. And she finally got caught. You know, you. you, you you got to watch what you do when you go to any country, especially Russia. Oh, yeah. Because once they got you, they got you. That's right. That's right. Uh, Alex Jones got what he deserved. Unfortunately, the family's probably not going to get the money they were <clears throat> awarded. It was about $50 million with the punitive damage. You know, the $4 million and the, you know, the 45-plus yeah. punitive damage. Yeah. He declared bankruptcy, we'll so, so they're not going to see any of that because he declared bankruptcy. Which is and OJ, he's yeah. just living on his pension from the NFL. Exactly. Yeah, so. and that, that, that's that's protected. Pensions are protected. Social Security is protected. Anything like that is protected. IRAs, I believe, are protected too in bankruptcy. So, yeah, uh, you know, I'm sure he had good lawyers, and he's not going to pay anything. But he got what he deserved. I mean, it's it's just ridiculous. I mean, to 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 talk about something like that and say it was a hoax and they were actors when you're going to visit your kid in the grave and. <laughs> 
you know, how could you do that? It's just that it just it was stupid. It really was stupid, I think. Well, they had an interview with his ex-wife over the last couple of days that I was able to catch. And she basically told her like it is. He's yeah. crazy. Yeah. 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 Right. Right. You know. <laughs> and one last comment. Uh, the view. Oh. Now, I'm going to admit this. I watched The View years ago, and I watched it when Barbara Walters was in control. Oh, of that the show. was that was when it was okay. You're right. When she got off, it was done. You're right. That, yeah, she brought it. That they brought in Rosie O'Donnell and a couple oh. other people. Oh. That's when the yeah it went really off deep the six. off the rails. Unbelievable. Yes. yes. When she was running that show. Because everybody maybe doesn't remember. she That was her show. Yes, she she created it. Yes, she did. Yes. And she had some very good, intelligent people on yes. there. Hasselbeck was the uh, conservative yes. point of view. Yes. But, hey, how it stays on the air, I don't know. I don't either. I, I, I really I'll don't. I watching it 10, 15 years ago, but not now. Uh-uh. You ready for this? Uh, Chris just Go gave ahead. me this. You ready for this, DJ? <laughs> the View is ABC's number one daytime show. 2.3 million daily viewers. <laughs> You're not one of the 2.3, neither am I, okay? I, and I feel blessed. <laughs> yes, so do I. I mean, I can't watch two seconds of it, you know? DJ, thank you for the call. Appreciate it. <laughs> number one. When I tell you there's more of them than there's more of us, here you go. Here you go. The liberal garbage that they spew out every day, 2.3 million daily viewers. Number one daytime show. They're not going to take that off the air. <laughs> Talk with the purpose of the show, Saturdays 9 till noon, WPG. Talk Radio 95.5. We will try to get both of you in, Al and Andy, after the break. And uh, that will wrap up the 11 o'clock or the 10 o'clock hour. And then 11 o'clock, we're going to have Pete Vernig, VP of Mental Health Services for Recovery Centers of America. I'm John DeMassey. Final thoughts in hour number two after these words. We are in a mental health crisis. Drug overdoses, suicides, and alcohol-related deaths are skyrocketing. If you're struggling with alcohol or drugs, call Recovery Centers of America right now at 1-888-RECOVERY, and our team will answer immediately, talk to you about your struggles, and figure out the best course of treatment to get you better. Because we want you in recovery for life. While in treatment at one of our outstanding facilities located near you, you will benefit Benefit from specialized programs, 24-hour medical care, master's level clinicians, and experienced supportive staff. If outpatient treatment is right for you, our full spectrum of care is available either in person or virtually. And because we know that addiction impacts families as well, we offer support groups, family therapy, and webinars. Every day, thousands of patients get treated at Recovery Centers of America and go on to live happy and meaningful lives. Don't wait. We answer the phone and admit patients 24-7, including on weekends and holidays. So call 1-888-RECOVERY today. That's 1-888-RECOVERY. When it comes to you and your family's financial wellness, there are so many things to talk about. We could go on forever. To help guide you along the way, Joe Yakovich has written a book called The Heart of Your Money, Inspiration for Financial Wellness. In the book, Joe talks about longevity, inflation, retirement surprises, and many other topics. For your free copy of The Heart of Your Money, 
call the office of Joe Yakovich at JML Financial at 856-751-1771 or email Joe at jayakovich at brokersifs.com. And you can listen to Joe Yakovich on Saturdays right here on WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM. For over 37 years, Joe Yakovich has been helping families throughout the area navigate the difficulties of a sound financial plan. You'll find Joe's approach to be different and not just the cookie-cutter methods that are prevalent in today's world. The path to your financial wellness and or retirement starts with a call to Joe Yakovich at JML Financial Group, 856-751-1771, 856-751-1771, or email Joe at jayakovich at brokersifs.com. Joe Yakovich is registered with and securities and investment advisory services are offered through Brokers International Financial Services, LLC, member SIPC. Brokers International Financial Services LLC is not an affiliated company. The Bernie Friedenberg World War II Memorial will be unveiled in Atlantic City sometime in the near future. The memorial will be located in O'Donnell Park in Atlantic City, in close proximity to both the World War I Memorial and Stockton University. Bernie Friedenberg, a Silver Star recipient for his heroism on Omaha Beach on D-Day, will be honored with this memorial. In fact, the memorial will be unveiled on D-Day, June 6, 2023. Donations for this worthwhile cause are now being accepted. For more information or to donate, contact Bernie Friedenberg World War II Memorial, P.O. Box 652, Brigantine, New Jersey, 08203. Or you can donate online at Bernie Friedenberg World War II Memorial.com. Back here on Talk of the Purpose, let's try to get these calls in before the 11 o'clock hour. Pete Vernig, our guest, Vice President of Mental Health Services in our 11 o'clock hour from Recovery Centers of America as our Fighting the Opioid Addiction series continues coming up at the 11 o'clock hour. Let's go to Al in Corbin City. Al, good morning. You're on Talk of the Purpose. Good morning. How are you doing? How you doing, Al? I'm good. I, I, I just got a couple comments. Um, one of them is there is going, we need America to trust its country again. And we don't have the people in power who we can trust because they lie. Yeah. Get caught in lies. Yeah. They, people break the law. Like, uh, let's say the Clintons, the Clintons have gotten away with absolutely gotten away with murder. Literally. Yeah. Literally. Yeah. Literally. I mean, that whole thing with foster. Yeah. Oh yeah. So unbelievable. lie that you can't, but what, what, what I'm saying is, Average Americans are sitting here going, hmm, you want me to pay my taxes? You want me to be honest? You want me to play by the rules? But the rules don't apply to you. Now, all that's going to do is make, they're creating a situation where you have hostility towards the government because of what the government's doing. And the fact that they are not being honest with the people using justice should be blind and continuing to do what the country doesn't want. And the only answer they have is we're racist. Yes. And we're white people and we're men. God, it's not women that do this. It's only men. White men. And when white any men. woman or any black person right. or any person that's supposedly on their side of the world comes out and says, no, this doesn't make any sense. They demonize them. This is destroying this country. This country is based 
on natural law. I don't care if you're a Christian, which I happen to be, and I am not ashamed of at all, that, or any other faith. They all have natural law. Buddhism, Hinduism, I know. I took four years of college, and religion and philosophy was my major, so I do have a little idea what I'm talking about. I was going to be a chef anyway, so I just wanted to do something I really was interested in. And I know that natural law is something that goes throughout all religions, but all philosophies come down to natural natural law. Like a woman's a woman, a man's a man, you know? Yeah. And I'm so sick and tired of going turning on the news, and I can only go to Fox or uh, um, Newsmax right. to get honest coverage. Because I listen to that coverage, and then I go to CNN and watch oh. the day co- cover, oh. and it's like an absolute lie. Disgusting. I mean, and they intentionally Disgusting. leave out facts. Of course. Well, that's because it's, uh, uh, it, know, it, it serves their purpose. Al, I, I'm sorry, but I, I got another call, and uh, we're running up against the clock here. Andy is in Brigantine. Andy, sorry to do this to you, but you got two minutes. Okay, John. <clears throat> if you think there are more of them than there are of us, then why would Liz Cheney be running these hearings with the stated purpose of preventing Donald Trump from being able to run? If you think there are more of them than there are of us, then you would let Trump run and lose, right? Yeah. Why? If there are more of them than there are of us, if the Democrats truly believe that there were more of them than there are of us, then why would they have felt the need to change the way we vote in this country to force us to vote by mail yeah. so that they could cheat and steal the 2020 election. If you know you're in the majority, you don't care who runs. You, you on don't the worry about it, right? Because you, you know you're, you're right. Because you know you're going to beat them. Yeah. Everything they're doing <laughs> set, demonstrates that they know that if Trump runs, which he will, that he will win. So well, don't worry your head about it, John. Okay. Trust me. There, 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 there are more of us than there are of them. Well, I hope I you're right. What your political? Yeah, I hope you're right, I don't Andy. Care what your political? Thank you. Yeah. Thanks for being my therapist here on the show. <laughs> Our number two is in the books. Well, listen, I just worry about these kind of things. Uh, you want to see another four years of a Democrat? Oh, our number two in the books. Our number three, Pete Vernig. Vice President of Mental Health Services, Recovery Centers of America, are fighting the opioid addiction series. Hour number two in the books. Hour number three on the way. Don't go away. FM and 1450 AM WPGG Atlantic City. WENJHD3 Millville, a town square media station. The following program is paid for and presented by John DeMassey. The opinions expressed are not those of Town Square Media or station advertisers. WPG Talk Radio 95.5 presents Talk with a Purpose. Join the conversation by calling 609-407-1450. Now, the host of Talk with a Purpose, John DeMassey. Hour number three, Talk with a Purpose every Saturday, 9 till noon, WPG. Talk Radio 95.5. Remember, you can also hear us on 1450 AM. Or if you're out of the area, you can always listen online, WPGTalkRadio.com. We stream all our shows, WPGTalkRadio.com. Pleased to have with us today for the first time on our show, Pete Vernig. Pete is the Vice President 
of Mental Health Services for Recovery Centers of America as we continue our Fighting the Opioid Addiction series with our partners, Recovery Centers of America. We've been doing this show for quite some time, this segment, and we're pleased to have Pete with us here this morning on the show. Pete, good morning. Welcome to Talk With a Purpose. Good morning, John. Thank you for having me on. Well, well, thanks for coming on. A- an important title that you have and an important topic today here on the program. Uh, can you explain uh, what your title entails, Vice President of Mental Health Services? Absolutely. You know, I don't know that the title's all that important, but the the goal is and the the message is as well. So basically, um, what I'm doing at Recovery Centers of America is working to increase the capacity for mental health treatment in all of the communities that the organization serves. Um, RCA has for many years now been providing uh, services for substance use disorders throughout uh, six different states in the the eastern u.s and uh, we're working to uh, include mental health care in that uh, both in our inpatient programs and uh, for outpatients as well Uh, this is an expansion of rca services correct Yes. Uh, traditionally, RCA has provided uh, mostly treatment for drug and alcohol dependence. Um, you know, what we've realized over time, though, is that really the patients that we serve, anywhere from 70 to 80 percent of them also have either a diagnosable mental illness or they live with the symptoms of mental illness affecting their lives. So really, the recognition of that is that we want to become a more complete behavioral health care provider and not just treat the symptom which is the addiction but treat the source of that symptom which in many cases is people's exposure to trauma or their symptoms of depression or the anxiety that they face on a day-to-day basis and and you know the first thing i think of and i'm sure you've heard this already is uh, soldiers coming back from uh, whether it was afghanistan or iraq or whatever it happens to be ptsd and that can lead to drug or alcohol abuse so uh, I guess th- this was part of the reason that this came about with RCA? Absolutely. Combat exposure <clears throat> is a major risk factor for post-traumatic stress disorder, but also for other major mental illness as well. We see individuals who have served in our military struggling with uh, addiction and depression, other anxiety disorders. So, you know, the ability for us to provide care for them uh, is also an important part of our mission. You know, I had, uh, I mentioned this on my show quite often, Pete. I had an uncle who is no longer with us, Uncle Phil, and he was in World War II. And, uh, of course, I didn't know this at the time. I was a kid. And I know he had a drinking problem and he had a marital problem and he had an employment problem. And and I think, because my mother told me he served in the war with the Marines, I think it was PTSD. But, of course, nobody knew about that back then. So that that was a clear-cut case. And I'm sure that RCA gets many cases like that, wouldn't you say? Yeah, John, that's a really good point. Uh, you know, before uh, the recognition of post-traumatic stress disorder uh, that we have today, you know, World War II, people thought that after exposure to, to horrific traumatic experiences, 
people would just shake it off and they would come right back to living their lives in society as they had done before they went to war, not realizing that that type of trauma exposure can have a long lasting effect on the way that we relate to one another, the way that we experience our lives, the way that we feel emotions, the way that we think. And this is something that's going to pervade so many parts of a person's life. So, you know, the fact that somebody might turn to drugs and alcohol as a way of numbing that pain uh, really makes a lot of sense. And, uh, you know, something that we certainly see and that I've seen a lot in my career is individuals with whether it's combat trauma or trauma from physical violence or even things like uh, motor vehicle accidents. People can have long lasting effects of that trauma that can come out in all different ways in their lives. 609-407-1450 is our number here. Pete Vernig is our guest. He is the vice president of mental health services at Recovery Centers of America. And certainly, Pete, will take your call if you have a, a situation or an issue you want to discuss with him. 609-407-1450. Uh, I believe I, I told you this yesterday. You and I had a conversation. And this was very disturbing for me. And, and perhaps you can comment and the thought process here is that maybe you can help someone who is still with us, who is listening to this program. But I had a, a very good friend who was a pivotal point in my career, which kind of changed some things that I was doing. And I'm still to this day, now I'm doing talk shows, which prior to meeting him, I, I hadn't done anything. But he just never listened. And he actually would listen to this kind of a program on the Internet. He would listen to my shows, and I also do a health show. He would listen there, and he would say, you know, that all sounds good. That's wonderful. And I spoke to someone at Recovery Centers of America. You you have a Boston facility, and he lived not far from there and was ready to, you know, send him over there. I was going to drive him there. And, no, nah, I'm not going to go in. And then he said, well, how about outpatient? So they said, yeah, we'll do an outpatient. Uh, let me think about it. Well, you know what think about means. It means no. Uh, so mm -hmm. I, I guess my question to you is, it's kind of timely because this happened the other day that you come on the show. What can can people do? Is there something that I could have done to get through to them? Because I couldn't do anything else but let him listen to these kind of shows or, or, or talk to him about, you know, what he's doing to himself. I mean, he drank himself to death, literally, Pete. That's what happened. So what can you say to people who may be in a similar situation? What can they do to perhaps prevent something like this? Well, first of all, I was so sorry to hear about your friend. And, you know, this is the kind of story that I hear all the time from friends, from loved ones who have experienced this in their lives. And, and in some cases, unfortunately, um, experienced losing a loved one to the disease of addiction. So one of the first things that I always suggest to people is, you know, we have a phrase that we throw around a lot in the field, but it is meeting people where they are. So basically, when we approach somebody asking questions and listening to what they have to say, not going in with an ultimatum or, or insisting that they're going to uh, make a decision right in the moment. Um, what tends to happen is that when we push people and when we go in with, uh, you know, an, an insistence or, uh, or an ultimatum or, or tell them that, you know, you need to admit there's something going on now and, and get help immediately, oftentimes that causes people to clam up and to sort of feel more defensive. 
really asking questions, learning about them, listening more than telling, and then letting them know, first of all, it's not your fault. Everything that's going on in your life, your substance use, this is not something that you chose. This is not a life that you decided on, and this is not a life that you deserve. This is not your fault, and there are options for you. There is help available. And being that constant, steady person in their life that is going to bring this up as a conversation, but as a conversation, again, not an ultimatum, but is going to keep talking about it with them and uh, let them know that they're going to be that person when they're ready I'm going to help you out. When you want to talk about this, I'll be there for you. Here's my number. When you are ready to get some help, I'm going to make sure that we get you into some treatment, whether that is inpatient, whether that is outpatient. And then the biggest message that I would give to somebody in that situation and, and you know, who's experienced what you've experienced is also understanding that, you know, this is a difficult thing. Having somebody like this in your life, uh, struggling to get somebody into treatment, seeing somebody dying or, or deteriorating from a disease, any disease, but especially the disease of addiction is difficult. And making sure that you're taking care of yourself and that you're not taking the blame or you're not taking the, uh, the responsibility onto yourself as a person. So take good care of yourself. Do what you can to support the person, be a resource for them, and uh, just approach them openly and non-judgmentally. Uh, Pete, one of the things I wanted to ask you about mental health, I mean, it seems to me that a lot of people, they know it's a problem, but they don't think it's one of those things that's necessary to treat. There's a commercial out, I don't know if you've seen it, where somebody says, ah, you know, they, they talk about all the responses to, to mental health. Oh, you'll get over it. Oh, just, just keep doing what you're doing. Uh, and there's all kinds of excuses. Uh, what's your thoughts on making sure people understand it, it can be treated and there can be positive results? Well, one of the unfortunate things about mental health and substance use is there's such a stigma uh, in our society against it. And, and you know, admittedly, this has uh, not been as serious, the stigma, in the past 10 years. I mean, it definitely, a lot of wonderful work has been done to break down the stigma, have more recognition of uh, mental health needs in the general population. But ultimately, you know, recognizing this is an illness, just like anything else. If you had a heart condition, there's absolutely no shame in seeing a cardiologist to have uh, that treated. Same thing with a mental illness. If you're feeling depressed, if you're anxious, if you're you know, responding to trauma, if you're struggling with drugs and alcohol, there's no shame in getting help. And I think that that's one of the things that prevents a lot of people from getting the help that they really need. Another issue would be that belief, and, and you kind of touched on that, that, uh, well, I should just be able to handle this myself. You know, I, I yeah. should be able to shake it off. Talking about a little bit when we were talking about, you know, trauma and, and uh, World War II, people don't need help. You know, if you're strong, you're going to be able to take care of it. Well, honestly, it takes a lot of strength to ask for help. It takes a lot of strength to admit, I can't do this on my own, and I need some support. I need my family. I need a therapist. I need a, a physician. I need somebody or a team of people to help me. And then finally, I think that what you what that commercial kind of points out, and I do believe I have seen that, 
is that the messages that we give to each other about mental health are sometimes counterproductive. And it's not people trying to be dismissive. It's not people trying to put another person down. But we don't really have a good way to talk about mental health in a lot of situations. So saying things like, oh, don't worry, you'll you'll feel better, or, you know, "Ah, it's not a big deal, it's fine, you'll be okay, don't worry about it, you have nothing to be depressed about. You know, it might feel like we're trying to encourage somebody or cheer them up. Um, but imagine somebody living with a major mental illness, hearing those messages, because yeah. what that message says is, yeah, you don't need help. Just yeah. just snap out of it. It's a choice you're making. And then, as we know, mental illness, substance use, these things aren't choices. This is something that, you know, is a, a combination of something that a person was born with, the experience they've had in their lives. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's, it's no more their fault than if they did have a, a problem with their heart or if they had uh, digestive issues. You know, I, I think of a story. Uh, many years ago, I dated a girl, and she started telling me about panic attacks. And I had a good friend who was a psychologist, and I told him about it. He said, well, you know, maybe she could come in and talk to me. And uh, I set up an appointment with him for her to talk to him. Well, she told her parents, and she told her friends, and everybody said, oh, you got to break up with him. He thinks you're crazy. <laughs> and guess what? She did. Exactly. She did. <laughs> That, well, I, I'm, I'm sorry to hear about that. Well, that's yeah, all right. That's, no. the, that's the stigma that I'm talking about. Right. Is that, you know, what your, your response in that situation was, okay, let's see if there's something that can help you with this. And, and you're right. Panic attacks are very, very treatable. Um, even without medication, there are some very good interventions that can help people to manage panic attacks, yes. reduce the effect of panic attacks on their lives. So, you know, there's a lot of options available, but hearing, uh, the fact that somebody could get treatment for that, uh, you know, made, made people's immediate reaction be, oh yeah, this person thinks you're crazy. <laughs> yeah, it was like, okay, where did you get that from? I, And I never thought it because I believed in psychology and psychiatry. I believed in that for a long time. And and it actually helped me for years. But I I mean, that 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 whole thing. And and my best friend is married to a woman who's she reads every health book in the world and every health magazine. And she was telling him for years, I'm depressed, I'm depressed, I'm depressed. And I don't know what she's depressed about. I said, well, why doesn't she get some help? And he suggested it. And she literally screamed at him and then talked to him for three days. So, <laughs> well, and yeah, see, even when we know, even yeah. when we know some of what's behind it, it can be hard. You know, they yeah. say that uh, doctors are the worst patients or, you know, people who, who know more about something are sometimes even less likely to believe it or, or to get help. So, uh, you know, that that's absolutely uh, I can certainly believe that. Uh, talk to me about uh, RCA, Recovery Centers of America. Uh, are there um, a number of programs that you have right now under the umbrella of mental health? Talk about that. Yes. So uh, for our mental health services, um, and, you know, really, it, I, I have to say, when we talk about mental health services, it's so intermet- interwoven with uh, substance use. But um, we do have programs uh, on the outpatient level, so differing levels of care where people can receive treatment from an entire team of professionals. We have trained counselors who will work with somebody, uh, both meeting with them individually, having group therapy sessions, which can be very, very helpful in uh, you know discussing with a group of people who are experiencing some of the same things. Um, who will then also meet with 
uh, medical doctors, psychiatrists, and nurse practitioners who can investigate whether or not medication is going to be a helpful part of treatment, um, nursing staff who can assist mm-hmm. as well. So really, we have a team-based approach in these programs, and they are at varying levels of intensity. Really, it's about what the individual person needs. Someone might go to one group a week and meet with their doctor once a month, and then we have some people who might come five days a week for several hours a day because they need a more intensive program. And really, that's that's the goal, is that it's going to meet people's needs where they are, and that need is going to change over time. Somebody might come in, and they start seeing us three times a week, and then they transition down as uh, they're getting a little bit of time under their belt and they're feeling better, and they might transition to just coming in once a week after that. So really, it's it's very individualized. It's very much what the person needs and what fits in with their life as well. We have options for daytime programs. We have evening programs for people who want to come in after work. We can provide care virtually uh, through secure teleconferencing. People can come in uh, and actually sit in our office with us. They can do a combination of the two. So really, we our goal is to build a service that meets the needs of our patient and fits in with their lives, not the other way around. All right, Pete, we uh, do something here on the program called Paying the Bills, so we have to break for commercial. But we will come back to you. Uh, we have plenty more to talk about. Pete Vernig is our guest He is the vice president of mental health services for Recovery Centers of America as they continue to expand uh, their services at RCA. And, of course, it's our Fighting the Opioid Addiction series. Pete is our guest, first time on our show. We're happy to have him with us. 609-407-1450 is the number. If you have someone you know that's in the throes of addiction, whether it's drugs or alcohol, and then perhaps this is something you want to discuss with Pete, this is the time to do it. 609-407-1450. I'm John DeMassey. More of our Fighting the Opioid Addiction series with Pete Vernick after these words. Chances are you've tasted the delicious fruits and vegetables from B.F. Mazio, but didn't know it. That's because B.F. Mazio has a huge wholesale division that delivers to area restaurants, schools, hospitals, and more. If you own a restaurant or run a commercial kitchen, call B.F. Mazio's wholesale division at 609-641-6608. That's 609-641-6608. And don't forget B.F. Mazio at 601 New Road in Northfield. Call 609-641-6608. Joe Yakovich is registered with and securities and investment advisory services are offered through Brokers International Financial Services, LLC, member SIPC. Brokers International Financial Services, LLC is not an affiliated company. When it comes to you and your family's financial wellness, there are so many things to talk about. We could go on forever. To help guide you along the way, Joe Yakovich has written a book called The Heart of Your Money, Inspiration for Financial Wellness. In the book, Joe talks about longevity, inflation, retirement surprises, and many other topics. For your free copy of The Heart of Your Money, call the office of Joe Yakovich at JML Financial at 856-751-1771 or email Joe at jayakovich at brokersifs.com. And you can listen to Joe Yakovich Saturdays here on WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM. For over 37 years, Joe Yakovich has been helping families throughout the area navigate the difficulties of a sound financial plan. You'll find Joe's approach to be different and not just the cookie-cutter methods that are prevalent in today's world. 
The path to your financial wellness and or retirement starts with a call to Joe Yakovich at JML Financial Group. 856-751-1771. 856-751-1771. Or email Joe at jayakovich at brokersifs.com. If you're interested in driving one of the finest automobiles on the market today, then you'll want to check out all of the fabulous new and pre-owned Lexus at Lexus of Atlantic City. Lexus of Atlantic City, 3169 Fire Road and EHT. Driving a Lexus is like no other vehicle on the market. Test drive one for yourself at Lexus of Atlantic City. Whether it's new or pre-owned, you'll be more than satisfied. In fact, Lexus is consistently number one when it comes to customer satisfaction. Visit Lexus of Atlantic City, 3169 Fire Road and EHT. Or you can check out their outstanding selection of new, pre-owned, and L-certified pre-owned vehicles on their website, LexusofAtlanticCity.com. That's LexusofAtlanticCity.com. Or, if you want more information, call 609-641-0008. Lexus of Atlantic City, now celebrating their 26th year in the area. A dealership that you'll enjoy. No pressure, no gimmicks, no hassle, no hype. Lexus of Atlantic City, 3169 Fire Road and EHT. And remember, always online at LexusofAtlanticCity.com. And we're back here in our Talk With a Purpose program, Fighting the Opioid Addiction Series with our partners, Recovery Centers of America. And whatever the situation happens to be, if you know of someone who needs help, all you do is dial this number, 1-800-RECOVERY. 1-800-RECOVERY. That's Recovery Centers of America. And whenever they're on the show, I mention to you, this is a 24-7 hotline, and you can call at any time. I mean, I've called at night, and I've called early in the morning for some friends. And listen, they answer the phone right away. It's a 24-7 hotline, first or second ring, they answer, and they can direct you as to where you need to go. 1-800-RECOVERY, 1-800-RECOVERY. You can check their website out, recoverycentersofamerica.com, recoverycentersofamerica.com. Our show is Talk With a Purpose. It's our Fighting the Opioid Addiction series. Pete Vernig is our guest. He is the Vice President of Mental Health Services for Recovery Centers of America. Uh, Pete, we're in New Jersey, in southern New Jersey, and for those who may be listening, we have people who come into our area for the summer who don't live here. So uh, Recovery Centers of America, the Lighthouse at Mays Landing, Devon in Pennsylvania, and you have other locations? Is this uh, the, these uh, these mental health services available at the other RCA locations? So currently, we have our our standalone mental health services available in Pennsylvania and Indiana, and we're very quickly moving to roll them out across all the states that we operate in. So, in the very near future, we'll have them available throughout our network. Okay, well that's that's good to hear, because obviously there are people in all the locations that could could probably use. Uh, the uh, mental health services. Uh, are these psychologists and psychiatrists, are they on staff or are they people who have maybe their own practice and you bring them in uh, to help people where, wherever the need be? Can you talk about that? Uh, sure, we have a combination. So uh, all of our sites, we employ uh, experienced counselors who uh, have worked in the substance use and mental health field for, for many years. 
who can work with people's addiction or their mental illness. We have psychiatrists and psychiatric nurse practitioners, some of whom are full-time employees of ours who are on our staff. We have others who, you know, like you said, they also have their own practices in the community and sort of move between different uh, locations. So, um, you know, we have a variety of uh, practitioners and, uh, you know, all of them, we, we make them available in our inpatient programs in and in our outpatient programs for our patients on a, a regular basis. So, you know, the, the important thing is, is good coverage of these services and making sure that we have, uh, have the care there for folks when they need it. You know, we've had interventionists here on the show from RCA, and I'm thinking about, mm-hmm. uh, you know, getting people to realize they need help. How does this work with the mental health services? Do you have to kind of do what the interventionists do? Do you have to explain to people how these mental health services can benefit them? How does that work? Can you explain that, please? You know, a lot of times we do have to explain to people, uh, you know, what, what they can expect in treatment, what the outcome can look like. Um, one of the difficulties with uh, many mental illnesses is sometimes people don't recognize the symptoms that they're having, which I can certainly understand. I mean, our experience is our experience. And, you know, if I think a certain way or I feel a certain way, that may just be what I'm used to and it may be what other people are used to. So helping them to understand, first of all, that uh, it might be something that they could do something about, you know, that you don't have to live with the pain that you're experiencing or there are options for treatment. And then helping them to understand, too, that they're not alone. I've talked to a lot of people who believe that they're the only person who have ever had the kind of symptoms or the kind of experience that they're having, whether that is trauma or it is an anxiety disorder, it's depression. And it's a major step to let people know you know, A, it's not your fault, and B, many, many people experience this, and there are treatments that are available, and there's a variety of treatments as well. There are medications that can help. There are uh, interventions that involve group and individual therapy that can help. Combination of the two can be very helpful, but a lot of it is about education, and it's about uh, reassuring the person that there is help available and that, uh, you know, again, they don't have to suffer alone. You know, you're talking about reassuring the person, and and I want to get back to, I was telling you about my friend, I want to get back to stubborn, and and I know you run into this, and the person, I guess, has to be willing to listen to what you have to say. They have to be willing to say, hey, yeah, maybe I can get help, and maybe they, they can provide that for me. Can you talk about how you deal with stubborn because uh, the interventionists, I don't know how they do their job. I mean, I think that's one of the hardest jobs in the world. But I think yours is just as hard. So can, can you talk about dealing with a, a really stubborn, hard-headed person? Well, you know, yeah, the, the interventionist job is incredibly difficult. And I think that when dealing with somebody who is sort of not ready to uh, acknowledge their symptoms are not ready to approach getting help. What I like to talk about is what their goals are, what matters to them in life, what do they value? Because ultimately, the tragedy of mental illness is oftentimes not the symptoms themselves, but the effect they have on a person's life. So the fact that somebody has anxiety and panic attacks, that may be painful for them, but what's really painful is the time that they weren't able to go out with their family for dinner because they didn't feel like they could handle it. And depression Depression is a painful, difficult illness, and 
when they're not able to spend time with their partner or they're not able to go to work or go to school and they're dealing with the fallout from that. That's one of the things that really creates the, the sort of wake in their life that they're having to cope with. So a lot of times instead of focusing on, you know, simply what is what is the symptom and how do we treat it? I like to focus on, you know, what's most important to you? What would a meaningful life look like and feel like for you to live? What is there in your life that you that you want to have and you don't have right now and how does that connect to these symptoms because oftentimes that's what uh, is kind of missing is that understanding being able to put two and two together to recognize oh this problem I'm having in my life this is actually because of that that's not just two things that uh, that exist separately but my my mental illness or my symptoms or my my substance use disorder that's what's affecting this problem that I'm experiencing and also the effect on people's families and the people around them. Um, people a lot of times talk about addiction as being the family illness, and it absolutely is. So is mental illness. People living with family members who struggle with depression or who have PTSD or anxiety, they suffer and they struggle as well. So being able to, to elicit that and help them to recognize, you know, even if, you won't do this for you. Will you do this for this other person? Will you do it for your son or your daughter or your husband, wife, boyfriend, girlfriend, parents, brother, sister, whoever it is in your life? You know, I, I'm listening to you about family. Do you get the family involved? Or do you talk to them say, hey, listen, your your loved one is in the throes of this and we're suggesting this, we're suggesting that. Do you get them involved? Do you get them into, let's say, maybe a session or, or two? How does that work? Absolutely. At uh, every level of care, every program, whether it's mental health or substance use focused or both, we really want to get family involved because people have a much better chance of long-term success, both when we're talking about recovery from uh, drug or alcohol use or mental illness, when they have supports in the community, when they have those people they care about as a part of their treatment team, working with them on a day-to-day -day basis. You know, we're going to see somebody if they're in our outpatient program we're going to see them for a couple of hours a week, probably. Or if we have somebody on our inpatient program, we're going to have them for, you know, maybe 20, 30 days uh, at the most. But um, these are the people who are going to be with them day in, day out for the rest of their lives. So having them involved is incredibly important. Um, one caveat I will say about that that's, that, uh, you know, comes up with patients a lot is that the patient does control that. So we have some patients who come in and they'll be a little bit uh, hesitant. Oh, I'm not sure if I want my uh, mom to know all about this or, you know, not quite sure that all of this information, I really want that shared with my family yet. And I always let patients know, we really want your family to be as involved as they can be. And you're the one who controls that uh, That privilege of your information. The the right is theirs to uh, determine uh, what we release and to who we give that information. Is it more likely for success if the family is involved for the patient or does it, does that matter or how do you gauge that? <clears throat> um, overall, yes. Uh, okay. So overall, all things being held equal, having family involved is really setting somebody up for success. And of course, there, there are some limits to that. Um, there are some situations where unfortunately, some family members or other people in a person's life could be triggers for them. They could be stressors. 
Um, you know, in the case of addiction, unfortunately, sometimes family members or friends are the people that they, they drink with or that they use drugs with. And so they might, they might be counterproductive, uh, for their, their sustained recovery. So really we need to look at that on, uh, take sort of the full picture of the relationship and the person and the stressors and the triggers and the contributors to their illness and uh, come up with a treatment plan and a plan for long-term success that involves safe, healthy family members, friends, other people in the community that support them. Okay, Pete, we're coming up on a break. We have more to talk about with you. Pete Vernig is our guest. He is the Vice President of Mental Health Services for Recovery Centers of America. You have a question for Pete? This is a good time for you to call in at 609-407-1450. He'll be happy to take your question, 609-407-1450. It's our Fighting the Opioid Addiction series on Talk with a Purpose. And, of course, we are here every Saturday, 9 till noon, WPG Talk Radio 95.5. I'm John DeMassey. We're coming back with more with Pete Vernick on our Fighting the Opioid Addiction series after these words. In these unusual economic times, do you wonder what to do with your money? If you have questions about retirement planning, IRAs, 401ks, tax planning, or any other type question, then listen to The Heart of Your Money. Heard every Saturday from 8 a.m. to 9 a.m. here on WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM. Featuring noted author and financial expert Joe Yakovich. The Heart of Your Money will focus on you, your family, and the best ways for you to navigate your financial portfolio. That's every Every Saturday, 8 a.m. to 9 a.m., The Heart of Your Money with Joe Yakovich here on WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM, South Jersey's talk station. East Coast Roofing and Siding. Hi, I'm Larry Styler. And I'm Sean Styler. In our ever-changing economy, we certainly understand the need for homeowners to watch their spending. But your home is not a place to cut corners. When you're in need of roofing, siding, or windows, place your trust in East Coast for our certified services and installations. Our GAF, Master Elite Contractor Status, provides assurance that you're dealing with a reputable company that can provide you quality roofing products and lifetime warranties. Our CertainTeed 5-Star Contractor Status ensures you'll get the professional siding job that you deserve. Faithfully serving South Jersey since 1979, we can offer you financing options that can help get your project started sooner. So call us now at 609-625-1900 or visit us at eastcoastroofing.com to schedule your free consultation today. If you'll call, we'll We'll show show up. East Coast Roofing and Siding. Trust us with your family and home. Your WPG Talk Radio 95.5 AccuWeather forecast for South Jersey. Partly sunny, very warm, very humid this afternoon with a thunderstorm in the area, the high 88. Clouds breaking tonight with a thunderstorm in a couple of spots. Very warm and humid, low 75. Sunny to partly cloudy skies tomorrow. Hot and very humid. Caution is advised if you're doing any strenuous activities outside, the high 91. I'm AccuWeather forecaster Drew Shannon on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. And we're back here on Talk With a Purpose, our Fighting the Opioid Addiction series with our partners, Recovery Centers of America. Pete Vernig is our guest. Pete is the Vice President of Mental Health Services. Here's a number that you can call at any time. 1-800-RECOVERY, 1-800-RECOVERY. Whether it's someone you know with drugs or alcohol or any kind of addiction, this is the number you call. 1-800-RECOVERY, 1-800-RECOVERY for 
Recovery Centers of America. Like I said, it's a 24-7 hotline. And again, the website is recoverycentersofamerica.com. Recoverycentersofamerica.com is the website. It is our Fighting the Opioid Addiction series with our partners, Recovery Centers of America. As I said, Pete Vernig is our guest. And Pete, uh, I guess we were talking about uh, monitoring success. I would think that for you and your staff, that monitoring success in this particular area with mental health services is probably difficult. Can you talk about how you do that and what steps that you take to monitor whether this is successful or not? Uh, you know, that's an understatement. It is very difficult to monitor uh, success and outcomes in uh, behavioral health. And for that reason, there are a lot of different ways of doing that. And, uh, you know, the, the most important mm-hmm. is that we're looking at a person's symptoms. So the specific things that brought them in for care, but also looking at their overall quality of life. So that's the piece that I was talking about before, that it's not only the symptoms, but it's the effect that they have on the person's overall life. So if the person is depressed, are they feeling less depressed? If they were struggling with drug and alcohol use, are they able to maintain abstinence from drugs and alcohol? But also, are they living a life that's more in tune with the life they want to live? Are they able to function in their relationships? Are they able to go to work or go to school? Are they able to do the things that make life worth living for them? So in order to monitor that, uh, you know, it's done both formally and informally. We have uh, systems set up where we uh, essentially assess people's symptoms over time, whether it's in our inpatient program or we're rolling out in our outpatient program so that we can, uh, you know, really look at and, and tailor treatment then. So if somebody has depressive symptoms, they're depressed and they're not getting better, then that's really incumbent on us to change their treatment or to improve their treatment. Or, or something's not quite hitting there, so we need to make some changes uh, so that we can help them. And then it is the individual relationship that the therapist has with the patient as well. So it is the more um, subjective monitoring over time of how a person's doing. And that's something that, you know, that's one of the things that's wonderful to see in the field is to, to talk to somebody and see when they came into one of our programs and then talk to them when they're leaving. That's one of the things... I talk to the the CEOs and the executive directors who run our inpatient uh, programs. That's one of the things that they tell me over and over that is their favorite part of the job is to talk to somebody as they're leaving and have being able to remember what they were like when they first came in and just to see how much better they're doing, to hear the hope in a person's voice, to talk to them about their future and what they're going to do once they leave the program. That's really something that uh, that subject monitoring is one of the ways that we're able to, uh, you know, essentially track that or, or monitor outcomes uh, over time. And then, of course, it's looking at things like, you know, making sure that when people do leave, they're able to stay successful in the community. They don't uh, return immediately or, uh, you know, following through with aftercare appointments when they go to their next level of care. If they go from uh, one of our treatment centers to outpatient, making sure that they're continuing with their treatment afterwards. You know, uh, this is a, a, a sensitive subject, but I, I, I feel like I have to ask you this. Uh, a lot of times, um, psychiatrists prescribe uh, medicines to help with the depression. 
being that you're a recovery center, and that's your name, Recovery Centers of America, uh, what's the philosophy uh, of that as far as when you're dealing with patients with mental health issues? Uh, do you do you talk to the psychiatrist and say, listen, you know, this is what we do. Uh, we don't really, you know, want you to prescribe these kind of medications. Or do you monitor that with the psychiatrist to see if they can do something like that effectively? Can you talk about that? Sure, that's a very good question. So it's the decision about what medication a person is going to take. That's a decision that is made between the patient and their psychiatrist or their physician. They're the ones that are working out the pros and cons of any specific medication, deciding which one to try, uh, deciding if it works or doesn't work, if they need to try a different medication. So that's something that is, exists within that relationship. Now, our psychiatrists are aware of our patients' backgrounds. If somebody struggles with addiction, that, you know, there are certain medications that maybe aren't going to be as uh, helpful for somebody who has that history of drug and alcohol abuse. Fortunately, so many of the medications that are given for something like depression, uh, many of the medications, not all that are given for anxiety or other disorders, are not, uh, you know, th things like antidepressants are not really drugs that are abused. So they're drugs that, yeah, and again, this is a, a very general statement, but they're drugs that people who have a history of a substance use disorder can take safely without risk of contributing to uh, relapse. And in fact, in many cases, effectively treating things like depressive symptoms or anxiety can help to prevent relapse in the long term. Now, also painting with a broad brush, things like, uh, you know, some uh, tranquilizers or anxiety medications, our physicians might be less likely to prescribe or more, I won't even say less likely, but more cautious around prescribing and aware of uh, how that could affect a person because some of those drugs can be habit forming. They can, in fact, be some of the drugs that people are abusing. So they may try to find a different medication that is going to be uh, more effective and that does doesn't create that or have that risk of abuse that goes along with it. So, you know, it really, when you have a patient who has a history of substance abuse, that requires additional um, knowledge. It requires additional uh, uh, thought process in terms of finding an effective medication for them. But uh, that's why we work with providers. We work with psychiatrists and, and nurse practitioners and other physicians who have that experience and who are able to help people find a medication that's going to work for them, uh, but also isn't going to place them at risk for a relapse. Well, I figured that was going to be your answer because, uh, I, you know, I, I've worked with RCA for many years here on this show, and I've visited all the facilities. And, uh, I mean, you guys are top-notch when it comes to uh, this kind of treatment, whether it's for drugs or alcohol. So I, I kind of figured that this was factored in, but I wanted to make sure that we got that uh, out there, we got that information out there. You know, you were talking earlier. Definitely. It's, it's an important question. Yeah, definitely. You were talking earlier about the success of people who they were like this when they came in, they were a mess, and then they come out, and they're like a different person. And we've had several people here on the show who have talked about their experience and have talked about being homeless and have talked about being under the throes of drugs and alcohol and almost being gone and then get to RCA somehow, and they're, and they're in good shape. You know, so it, it's, uh, it, it's really, 
you know, doing this show, doing this segment really is is heartwarming sometimes. And and we, we're we're glad that we're you know able to work with somebody like you uh, that can kind of bring us this information that we need. So I just wanted to say, you know, you guys, you guys do a great job. You, you, you really do. Oh, thank, thank you for saying that. And, you know, the, it, being able to see that, being able to, to know that we're helping people, that's why we do what we do. That's what fuels us as professionals. Um, the, the goal of RCA is to save one million lives from the diseases of addiction and mental illness. And, um, you know, that's, that's why we're here and that's why we're doing what we do. All right, we have uh, someone who wants to talk to you, Pete. So let's uh, go to the phones. Ginny is an Absecan. Ginny, good morning. You're on with uh, Pete Vernick from Recovery Centers of America. Hey, thanks for taking my call, Pete. I want to ask you something. If a person is prescribed Suboxone, they're given a 30-day supply, uh, and they run through it in a week or two, and then they're suffering for the end of the month. Uh, what does that do? Well, so you're you're asking about uh, you know a situation in which somebody is taking it, I guess, at a higher dose or more frequently than it's prescribed. Correct, and then they and then they run out the middle of the month, and they're sweating. They can't eat. They can't sleep. They can't do anything. Uh, their nose is constantly running. They can't go to work. They look like they're sick. Uh, you know, my my. My response to it was I took the Suboxone bottle away and I just doled it out, you know, one a day the way it was supposed to be given. And then they fight with me. They, they need more. They need more. Mm -hmm. it's, it's very, very difficult. Yeah, Jenny, that sounds like a really difficult situation. So, uh, you know, for folks who aren't aware, uh, Suboxone is one of the medications that is used to treat uh, opioid uh, dependence. So opioid things like heroin and uh, prescription painkillers. And one of the things that Suboxone does, it does a couple of things, but one of the things that it does is it uh, replaces the effect of the opioid in the brain. Um, you know, you can think of it a little bit like nicotine gum. Um, you know, I know a lot of people who have quit smoking and use nicotine gum, and it replaces that nicotine but does it in a safer, controlled way. Of course, um, Suboxone can be much more dangerous, uh, which is why you have to be under a doctor's care to get Suboxone versus you can buy nicotine gum uh, at the grocery store. But in this situation where somebody is taking it against their doctor's orders, they're taking more of it uh, than they should at a time, they're taking it more frequently, really being able to control that dose the way that you're doing is uh, the preference and also working with the provider. So the physician uh, or other practitioner who prescribed that for them, getting back with them and making sure that they have that information so that they may want to adjust the way that they provide treatment for that patient based upon that. Because the goal of, of somebody being prescribed uh, Suboxone is certainly not that it's going to be used uh, quickly and then the person going to potentially enter withdrawal uh, midway through the course of that uh, that 
that refills. So um, ultimately being able to manage how they get it and making sure that the provider who prescribes it knows what's going on and uh, can hopefully work with you to, to come up with a plan that's going to be effective. And, and mm-hmm. I understand, too, the individual uh, being upset with that because ultimately what you're doing is, is getting between them and an opportunity to, uh, to feed the addiction. So um, really sorry that they put you in that position that you're having to struggle with that. But uh, I would say the, the provider is going to be your, your key resource for that. Jenny, and if I were you, I'd also, yeah. I, I would also call the 1-800-RECOVERY. Maybe they can give you some suggestions or maybe they can help you because it sounds like you're in the middle yeah. of a situation. You know, it's, it's yes, not, yes, it's not yes. pleasant. You know what I mean? So. No, 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 no. And uh, I, I want to know something. When people finally do get off of Suboxone and off of opioids and they stop smoking and they're really cleaning up their body, do they have a tendency to gain weight? Um, so some people can uh, experience weight gain uh, when they are uh, coming off of certain drugs, especially you know something like uh, tobacco. Uh, nicotine is an appetite suppressant, so people will have a tendency of uh, gaining a little bit of weight when they, they stop smoking. Um, in some cases, they can when they come off of uh, something like an opioid as well. Um, and unfortunately, sometimes that is something that people see as a, a barrier. I mean, a lot of times... It's it's used as an excuse. Uh, you know, I, I don't want to stop using. Um, and the reason is, of course, that, you know, I don't want to gain weight, not that, you know, I don't want to stop using the drug. So, uh, you know, somebody who has that concern, um, really, that's something that they can talk to their provider about because there are also mm-hmm. options for, uh, you know, getting somebody on a meal plan or working with a dietitian while they're in recovery. And in some cases, uh, somebody might actually be underweight. So uh, it, can, it can sometimes just be a normalizing effect. But, uh, yeah, that, that is something that can happen. But, um, you know, it can absolutely be managed. All right, Jenny, thanks a lot for the call. We appreciate it. And certainly if you uh, want more information, you can call that 1-800 number for Recovery Centers of America, 1-800-RECOVERY. That's 1-800-RECOVERY. couple of minutes left of this hour. We have more to talk about with Pete Vernick. Pete is the Vice President of Mental Health Services for Recovery Centers of America. And if you have a, a quick question here, we have time for one or two more calls at 609-407-1450. I'm John DeMassey. Final thoughts on today's Talk with a Purpose and our interview with Pete Vernick from Recovery Centers of America after these words. We are in a mental health crisis. Drug overdoses, suicides, and alcohol-related deaths are skyrocketing. If you're struggling with alcohol or drugs, call Recovery Centers of America right now at 1-888-RECOVERY and our team will answer immediately. Talk to you about your struggles and figure out the best course of treatment to get you better because we want you in recovery for life while in treatment at one of our outstanding facilities located near you you will benefit from specialized programs 24-hour medical care master's level clinicians and experienced supportive staff if outpatient treatment is right for you our full spectrum of care is available either in person or virtually and because we know that addiction impacts families as well we offer support groups family therapy and webinars every day Thousands of patients get treated at Recovery Centers of America and go on to live happy and meaningful lives. Don't wait. We answer the phone and admit patients 24-7, including on weekends and holidays. So call 1-888-RECOVERY today. That's 1-888-RECOVERY. When it comes to you and your family's financial wellness... 
There are so many things to talk about. We could go on forever. To help guide you along the way, Joe Yakovich has written a book called The Heart of Your Money, Inspiration for Financial Wellness. In the book, Joe talks about longevity, inflation, retirement surprises, and many other topics. For your free copy of The Heart of Your Money, call the office of Joe Yakovich at JML Financial at 856-751-1771 or email Joe at jayakovich at brokersifs.com. And you can listen to Joe Yakovich on Saturdays here on WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM. For over 37 years, Joe Yakovich has been helping families throughout the area navigate the difficulties of a sound financial plan. You'll find Joe's approach to be different and not just the cookie cutter methods that are prevalent in today's world. The path to your financial wellness and or retirement starts with a call to Joe Yakovich at JML Financial Group. 856-751-1771. 856-751-1771. Or email Joe at jayakovich at brokersifs.com. Joe Yakovich is registered with and securities and investment advisory services are offered through Brokers International Financial Services, LLC. Member SIPC. Brokers International Financial Services, LLC is not an affiliated company. Back here on Talk With a Purpose, our Fighting the Opioid Addiction series, Pete Vernig, our guest, 1-800-RECOVERY. I would write that number down because you never know. You you heard Ginny's story earlier. You know, I'm sure many people, unfortunately, are dealing with this kind of an issue, whether it's drugs or alcohol. 1-800-RECOVERY is the number. It's a 24-7 hotline. And you can get more information on the web, recoverycentersofamerica.com. Recoverycentersofamerica.com is the website. Pete Verning has been our guest here, Vice President of Mental Health Services. We've talked a lot about what uh, the mental health, health services are at Recovery Centers of America. Pete, uh, take your crystal ball, look into the future. Uh, you mentioned that these services are going to be available soon at all RCA locations. Do you see a further expansion of mental health services in the future at RCA? Yes, we've committed to providing for our patients' needs, uh, you know, across the continuum of care. Every day we're looking at new opportunities to do so, new programs, new services, uh, new locations. So down the road, we know that the need for mental health services as well as addiction treatment services is just going to grow. And we're going to be there to provide those services when and where our patients need them. Uh, You mentioned earlier inpatient and outpatient. So those who are afraid to, like, go somewhere and be there for whatever it is, 28 days or whatever the the typical stay is, so they don't have to be concerned about that. You do have uh, outpatient programs as far as mental health, health services are concerned, correct? We we have a lot of different options, and our uh, treatment advisors at 1-800-RECOVERY, they can help people figure out what's going to work best for them. They can talk through their options, talk through what our services entail, what they look like, and get people referred to the right program, right level of care, even if it's not uh, one of our programs. Uh, you know, if somebody calls in and what they really need is something we don't offer, we'll get them connected to whoever does offer that, because really what we want to do is make sure that, that everyone's needs are being met. And I know a lot of people might be reluctant to say, hey, Pete, I don't want to go steady with you guys. Do I go once a week, twice a week as an outpatient or does it depend? How does that typically work? 
Um, it once once somebody uh, meets with one of our treatment advisors and uh, uh, talks to a counselor, they're able to help them uh, make a recommendation. You know, based upon their information, here's what we would recommend. And how does that sound to you? What would you like to do? And you know, sometimes we recommend one thing, and uh, the the person calling wants something else, and we can talk that through, and we can figure out what works for them. You know, I think you'll agree, Pete, and and we really appreciate you coming on the show today. That it's an important part of the treatment program at RCA Mental Health Services. Pete, appreciate you taking your your time out on a Saturday morning to talk to us. Pete Vernig, Vice President of Mental Health Services Recovery Centers of America. Pete, thanks for coming on the show. We look forward to having you on again soon in the near future. John, thank you for having me on, and thank you for bringing attention to the need for mental health care and uh, the addiction treatment needs in the country. All right, good good stuff, Pete. Thank you very much. That's going to put the wraps on another edition of Talk With a Purpose. Don't forget, oh, we thank Pete Vernick for coming on, and we thank Chris Coleman, our program director and producer, for producing a usual great job. And don't forget, if you miss any of today's show, tomorrow, 5 until 8, the replay of Talk With a Purpose, 5 until 8. I'm John DeMassey. Always a pleasure. Thank you for listening. Have yourself a great week, a happy and a healthy one. We'll do it all over again next Saturday. Talk With a Purpose, 9 till noon, WPG. Talk Radio 95.5. You take care.